Hello and welcome to the Computer Game Show. I'm your host, David Turner. Here with me is Matt Murray. Hello. Here with me is James Farley. Hello. Here with me is Sean Bell. Hello. We're all here. Look at that. All four of us. James, last week, what's going on? Uh, see, last week, right, I I listened back to the show and I don't think it was one of the best, to be honest. I we'll would... get to your feedback. <laughs> it's, we'll get to that, feedback. James. it's more like, <laughs> where, the, where did a random holiday come from? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly. Part, that is part of my fucking feedback because I'm a bit annoyed about this. Is the one of the one, this was the first point that I made when I was making notes. So you all did. <laughs> hold, like, well, hold on, hold on to that. We're not on to your feedback yet. We'll get to your feedback because it's something <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about. Um, James was on holiday last week on his own with his two children, right? And um, that, I mean, that scares the living shit out of me. The idea of taking two kids away on holiday on with Todd. But there you go, um, and. Can you please explain why you were texting me in a panic? I know before we started recording, you were saying I didn't want to talk about it, but here it was we are. just it was just super awkward, and it was like it was a very awkward situation, and I I didn't enjoy it very much. It was so. so said, what was Matt, do you remember? Well, Matt, do you remember that time when we were out and we went to that pub, and then you got scared because those girls talked to you, and you went to the pub, <laughs> you went to the toilet, yes. And then the you like, sent us text so. messages to say that we had to leave because you were scared. I had a very yeah. similar situation, and it was, but it was worse <laughs> because I was stuck in a hotel like for the whole time, and it was it was awful. Here we go. Because see, the thing is, is most people assumed that I was a single dad, like I was there just you know, you know, as a single dad looking after yeah. the kids and everything. And there were some single mums there as well, and one of them was kind of interested and it was it was horrible even though i explained <laughs> amazing interested. You know, I, I explained my situation and but it didn't make any difference and it was it <laughs> oh, was Jesus. it was horrible it was like it <laughs> did was, she come up i was terrified. right there's two things two things i i, I take note of in this right the first being how could that ever be horrible matt david it how was could horrible because it's really how? awkward it's just really really but- awkward the idea that there's a female out there that likes that likes you, that she was interested, that's brilliant. I, I, I mean, I've never. Not when you're that, married. Really. Exactly. Basically, basically, a threat on your. <laughs> no, hold on. No, it ain't. You've got self-control. I mean, you don't. It, oh no, yeah, but, yeah, but if he's explained the situation and she's and she, he's explained the situation and she's carried on, that is like. It's just awkward. It's just really awkward and like yeah. uncomfortable. That's what I hated about it. And it was like I like it. It was oh, it was horrible, David. And it was like <laughs> the worst, the worst bit. And because the thing is, is like you know, she'd been talking to me and stuff, and then she was talking to my kids as well, which made me feel really uncomfortable. Oh yeah, that is a bit weird. And yeah. then also, then like later on in the week, she like bought me like she bought me drinks, and it was just oh, and no. I was like, I was like, please don't, like don't do that. And then I just <laughs> spent the entire week just like avoiding. Right, it. Okay, I do not believe that you said don't do that. I did. To her. I, no I, okay, way. I didn't say don't do that i said i said, said thanks double, a double i was like i was like thanks i said thanks and drank it and then not to well, the do that. but then like i said like because i sent you that message no and i said i'm leaving because i think she's bought me another one and i was like i can't i can't do this i can't do it <laughs> but this is it right i i said to you i i text you back i said you should enjoy this because this is coming from like i'll openly admit it right i've fucked around in the past saying bullshit but I'm an odd-looking man. My, I've got bug <laughs> eyes. My nose is slightly too big. I've got this like sort of ball bag hanging under my chin. It's yeah, I I don't get a lot of attention from the ladies. If there was a woman in a pub that wanted to buy me a drink, I'd be flattered. It didn't mean that I would do anything. I'm not that sort of person. But I I mean, 
I would be flattered. There's not a piece of you that thinks, yeah, I still got it. No, <laughs> I was, just I was, little bit I was not flattered. I was just scared. And I just, I just, oh mate, yeah. I spent the whole time just to, like just avoiding, and it was it was all, it was really scary. I didn't like it. I've, have you ever had a situation like this, Sean? Uh, I'm trying to think. No, I don't think so. But I don't think I would appreciate. But would you it. be horrified, or would there be part of you that goes, "Ah, oh, that's cool"? I'm pretty sure I'd be horrified because it's like if you've explained the situation to them and they carry on flirting with you, that's someone saying like, "I'm willing to fuck up your entire life." Exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you're acting like you've got no say in this. You just go, no, thank I you. Have, but it's okay, so but their intention is, that doesn't change their intention. I'm just like, yeah, obviously right, I've always got agency. Flat. I guess it's more but like <laughs> because James is stuck in a hotel for a week. It's not like, exactly, you know, you can't at, escape. at a bar when I could walk out. <laughs> oh, mate, you guys, are, you guys are way too fly. If I had that, I'd be like, yeah, come on, I'm, something likes me. <laughs> that's it. Your wife does, Dave. Well, that's questionable, Sean. <laughs> that is questionable. <laughs> Um, let's get to, let's get to James's feedback then. Um, now I know a lot of you have tuned in this week to hear Matt versus James over Detroit and we will get to that. Um, I was thinking maybe it's not a great way to start the show. We had a lot of complaints about how negative the start of the show was a few weeks back. I've taken that on board. We're going to push that to just after the start of the show. (laughs) So (laughs) James, um, what's your, what's your feedback, uh, non-Detroit related and uh, do you and have any feedback like non-Detroit related of course I do <laughs> alright Matt calm I've down got, let's not I'm just, just I've saying I've got six I've got six non-Detroit ones and about 30 Detroit ones let's <laughs> hey, okay through. let's do your oh, six no, non-Detroit points. ones but no the <laughs> okay. what are you talking what was that about what's okay, your six points what's your six points this points? is this is this is like a UFC weigh-in at the moment let's just hold it back until the fight alright let's chill out just yeah, just go easy, Mister T-shirts. It's fine. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Mister T-shirts. Oh, oh, the sass. I'm, I'm sorry, the room James. Right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did the Kickstarter and got you some money. I can have that back. Well, you know. <laughs> you're not having that back. You're not having that back. Anyway, so you see, this, this is the other problem with this. Is you said t-shirts. you didn't. You said you didn't Nicknames want like, any grief bad. at the beginning, Names. and there's like the trouble is, is most of the points I've got. I mean, I'm, I'm just addressing things that have been said. The thing, well, can that, we get to point one, please? Okay. Well, the thing that annoyed me the most at the beginning was when you did that whole thing, like totally throwing me under the bus about like going on holiday and how I hadn't Ooh. told anyone. That's not Hold true. On. You actually. threw us under the bus by not telling us you were going on holiday. I did. Until and I've, got, I've, got, recording. I've got text evidence here of this, <laughs> right? Because I was thinking, I, I did. Okay, admittedly, I didn't tell Matt and Sean. Like I, I only told the main one, like that I was going away. So this is what I said. This was on the, um, this is Friday the third of August, around six thirty-seven. I said I'll be away the week after next, though. I'm taking the kids away again. And then David says, "Yeah, no worries." And I know what you mean. So you knew, David. You knew oh, about I, that. I totally forgot. Okay, I'll hold my hands up for that. Yeah. If that is true, then I apologise. Okay. That's... Sorry, guys. I should maybe I should have passed that on. I, I think James might have thought I was passed it on. But well, I mean, or, or James could what, just put it in the WhatsApp was... group. What day was this? What time was it? Uh, let's have a look. This was on Friday the third of August, six thirty-seven. You can have a look back at your iMessage. Your six thirty-seven a.m. Uh, yeah. So, uh, sorry, six thirty-seven a.m. or p.m. A.m. 
Right, okay. So, James, don't tell me at 6.37am on a Friday <laughs> that you're not going to be on the show in a couple of weeks because I almost definitely wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I probably just went... Rim, 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 and then 6.37am. You've already apologised. It's fine. So just let okay, it go. You, that, that, apologize, that apology still stands. For future reference, don't tell me that you can't be on in a couple of weeks at 6.37am well, on a that's, Friday. That's not necessarily when I've said that. That's when you replied. So you replied at that time. So that, again, that's, that's on you, so not when me. Did, when so did when you did you send it? it? Um, well, I don't you know. Because you, you sent a message at 6.37. Now it isn't 6.37. So did you or not send so a message? Chances are it was at like half two in the morning. It was probably was at about half two in the morning on like the Friday. But either way, Brilliant. Right. you okay, replied never. at that time. So, But you knew well, about that it. Is, so. That's, that's terrible. That's terrible. Go on. You knew okay. that. That's, Don't that's do fine. that again. Um, okay, other feedback. Um, you had that whole conversation about the T-shirts and, uh, you know, like whether you'd wear one with other gaming people around and stuff. I'm not wearing the one I've got at 2EGX. I think it's embarrassing. Like, I, I, Why? I, I just, I couldn't do that. I, I feel embarrassed like to wear it, you know, like. Were you embarrassed to be part of this show? I'm not embarrassed to be part of the show, but I'm embarrassed to be identified with it by wearing a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm just to be on it. Just don't want anyone to know about it. That's the, yeah, yeah. Same, it's, you know, your attitude has changed since we had those words on that bus that time. Yeah, don't bring I'm it definitely up. not going to tell just... anyone about it. Right. Anyway. I'm sorry, but you you seem embarrassed about being on the show, and um, I know that isn't true. So are you lying to us all no, now? No, I'm, embar- I'm not embarrassed about being on the show. I'm just embarrassed about wearing a t-shirt. It makes you look like an employee, and I, I just don't. I don't like <laughs> that. It's a bit odd. Well, technically, if anyone's an employee on this show. I mean, it's you, well, it's, right? it's more work experience. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's Mr. T-Shirts over here. You know, he's the one. Just... He's dropped the Mr. T-Shirts line again. <laughs> oh, God, I love James. I'm so glad. Okay. Anyway, so point point number three, uh, I'm not breakdancing. I don't know how this has got out of hand. It's like, I because don't know why. Because you keep saying you won't do it. Just leave it. <laughs> it's yeah, too sure funny to carry on if you get <laughs> Well, either way, it's, it's not happening. Uh, point well, number four now, because you said it's not happening. <laughs> it's not, I can't dance. I've got images. Mate, cut to, right, if this was a sitcom, cut to James Farley breakdancing in his TCGS Yeah, stage. definitely, yeah. <laughs> you will not get me on that stage, cut to, like, doing flips and stuff. <laughs> can't dance. Anyway, um, next no, one. but you could breakdance. Yeah. Okay, next one is point number four. This was Garrity having a go at me about going off at you, David, about, about Yakuza. You see. Absolutely oh, yeah. right. And what annoyed me about this is the reason that this happens, that he doesn't seem to understand, is it's because I know that 60% of your opinions, David, are just to piss me off. I know that's why you do that, and I know you're trying, <laughs> no, to, trying to annoy well, me. Well, that's not true. That's not true. All of my opinions there were experiences that I had with the game. I know, but it's the way you express it, and I know it's genuinely like designed to annoy me. So, and that's As why I, I said, get annoyed. My life doesn't revolve around you, James. You think that because you're a fucking narcissist. No, just because you, you just enjoy annoying me. And either way, that's why I get annoyed. So you still win. So fuck my life. You know, that's that's still happens. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's why you're streaming Shenmue. I mean, I know that you're only doing it to annoy me. I know that that's the reason you're doing it. It's You, know, you are weird about that, though. You are weird James, what was it? You sent me a link today that said, "Here's a video that might explain the significance of Shenmue." I, I think you should watch some it. I was like, "No, you're, you're right, like, mate. You're like, no, I don't care. I just want to go in there and rip it to pieces." <laughs> Sorry, right, right. Okay, there's a couple of things because when I saw that, I laughed. Right, but but this first thing, I mean, all right, I didn't love Fahrenheit as much as you love Shenmue. But would you say you approached that game with the knowledge of the context of when it came out? Yes, I did. Well, Oh, I don't think you did. 
I don't think you did. Of course I um, did. Sec- no, you didn't. Well, I did. Definitely didn't. <laughs> Second one, do you remember the last time I got really, really, really hyped up for a game? Like, super hyped. Say, Titanfall 2, for example. Yeah. <laughs> And then you just come on and went, it's not good because it's too short. I yeah, but what about the multiplayer? Good. I said it was good. I just wished it was a bit longer. That's all I said. You said and then you no, went you mental. Said, you said I, you overhyped it. It was not long enough. You did overhype went, it. But I, I was talking about the single player and the multiplayer. Yeah, well, the single player was too short. Did you like the multiplayer? Didn't play it. Right, so uh, honestly, I'm going... Uh, last week, after we had our discussion about Shenmue on the WhatsApp group, I felt guilty about doing this stream, which should start yesterday as you're listening to this on Wednesday. <laughs> don't, don't ask. Um, but I I'm, I think I've got no option now. I'm going to have I'm gonna have to really lay into it. What I know you're you doing. Do? I know exactly what you're doing, and I'm not going to be watching. So it's like... You it's are going to be watching... You are going to be watching. There's no way that you can avoid watching this. And I know it, you know it, and you're, you probably won't admit it ever, but you will watch it. You'll watch at least 10 minutes worth of the stream. I will not. I can't do it. All right. All right. Anyway, final point. Apart from one time, I have never mentioned Juiced outside of the podcast. (laughs) I've done it once to illustrate a point. That was the James, only time it's, it's a ever weekly happened. fucking thing. I mean, you've just filled your weekly quota of mentioning juice oh, again. Yeah. Like you've mentioned it now. Everyone so, has got the, uh, the. Everyone can tick their box now. That, that's this week done. Juiced is in the can. Yeah, I mean, come on, you can't get away from that, James. You cannot get away from that. You, uh, you keep talking about that game. It's getting embarrassing. I'm not talking about it again. Okay, we we'll see. Yeah, I believe that when I see it, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Is that it? Thanks, Sean. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's that's all I've got for that. I mean, apart from all the Detroit stuff, that's yeah, that's it. Okay, right. Let's get on to listener feedback then. And this is Matt's time to shine because it's his part of the show and he loves it. Yeah. Go on. I mean, you might as well call me Mr. Feedback. Not Mr. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good. Like it. Uh, Darren Gargett. So last week he... Uh, he asked if our children mispronounced any games or any characters incorrectly. Um, one of uh, the ones his his uh, his his child said was like map. Oh fuck! I should have checked this. Shouldn't I? Map hands. Uh, well, map hands. hands. The answer was Pac Man. A lot of people creep yeah, on. Right. The answer was Pac Man. Okay. You know, I can't the, believe the we didn't get thing that, with that. Well, I can because I'd thought about it, and the thing was that every other character that you mentioned was from Mario Kart. Yeah. So instantly, my brain's going, "Okay, who from Mario Kart could that be?" And that's why I said Bowser because that was—I mean, yeah, it was n- not even close. But yeah, I mean, so everyone was like, "I saw people on Twitter going, can't believe you didn't get that, mate." And I was like, "Well, all the others were Mario Kart, so my head was in Mario Kart." Sorry, I didn't know he was just going to chuck another character in there. Yeah, no I way. definitely did think that's it was a Nintendo character, but. Exactly. Uh, last week, obviously, we talked about the Philip uh, Musin drama around IGN and the play, uh, plagiarism. Uh, Sean we Thomas emails in, enjoyed the chat about the recent IGN affair. The show Philip Musin heads up is Nintendo Voice Chat, probably my second most listened to podcast after TCGS. It's a real shame what's happened, as that show struggled for a barren decade of Nintendo releases admirably and should now be an IGN flagship show, given the popularity of the Switch. Philip's appointment took the team ages to reach and the show's core team, Brian Altano and uh, Per Schneider, are some of my favourite podcasters out there who deserve better than having their faith in Philip proves wrong. The show seemed to be having a tough time replacing the previous excellent host, uh, 
uh, Jose Otero when he joined Nintendo and Philips' arrival suggested they were changing tact and going after a YouTuber host rather than a traditional journalist which coincided with the show moving from podcast to video stream. Early shows suggested Philip was a bit naive, a bit nervous, a bit out of his depth. But when he spoke about games on camera he had played and brought in developers to interview, it became apparent he had employed him, uh, why they had employed him, and he came alive. So I do believe he played those titles thoroughly and loves gaming, but I wonder if he suddenly simply couldn't do the journalism part. Obviously, there's no excuse and everything else, but his behaviour and responses being negated any goodwill they would have earned. But I wonder if it's a case of rising YouTube star not being able to adapt to a professional journalistic role. Uh, I've never more to mm. add to the excellent debate, uh, but I really hope NBC gets back to being brilliant um, because of all the IGN shows. It's a little gem. I used to listen to uh, NBC. I think, I think probably when, when the Switch first kicked off, and I, I did really enjoy it, but I don't remember this guy being on there, but... Um, I'll say a couple of things. The first being uh, that not not your attitude specifically, um, but I did see a, a number of people on the IGN uh, Twitter account, like at replying them, saying, "I hope you've learnt your lesson now for hiring YouTubers." I think that's a, a that's one of the un yeah. you know noticed crimes in this that now suddenly. People are saying, oh, well, it's all because they hired a YouTube. No, that's not the case at all. And there's some talent out there that's going to miss out because naturally people are going to be more, um, uh, cautious about hiring YouTubers because of this. Um, and I think that's wrong because, you know, just because you're a YouTuber and you're, you're, um, talking about games on, on that medium, it's, it, it does not mean that you plagiarize everyone. I mean, to um, be fair, and- I think assuming IGN or even reading those replies is probably giving. Oh, God, oh yeah credit. you're right but, <laughs> but it's not just there that i've seen it you know that seems to be a, a yeah. comment that people yeah. are quick to make yeah, um, yeah. and judge like tar all uh aspiring youtubers with the same brush and mm. that's you know it's not cool and of um, course obviously loads more stuff this week's come out hasn't it so it's even worse oh, yeah, than God, last yeah, week. But we'll, we'll get to that the 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 other thing is that I, you know, if you love that show, it's not tainted the show. The good thing is, is that that show will obviously continue, and um, uh, and they will find the right person. It's it's one of those situations where they've got someone on, and he's turned out he's he's been a complete fucking prick, basically. Um, and they'll they'll shift him on, and then you know this happens on radio shows all the time it happens on podcasts all the time um things flow because it's sort of long form and uh it goes on for such a long time um people swap in people swap out and um shows find new tones and new sounds and and uh and it it adapts and as long as there's an element of what you enjoyed about that show uh beforehand still 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 about then i think you'll enjoy it you i mean as we said like in you know a few months time i'm off for a bit and i don't know what these guys are doing yet they haven't really spoken to me about the plans or whatever but whatever happens if it continues which i'm pretty sure it will i guess i don't know i'm weird it's weird they, they've <laughs> it just gone weird. silent but but if it does continue then I, it will find a voice with obviously there'll be a period where it, it's strange because there's a, a, a shift in the chemistry and a shift in um, the tone of the show, but, but things progress and then they build up again. And yeah, so if you're worried about that podcast in particular, I really wouldn't worry about it. Um, if, in fact, if anything, good to get him out now, find a replacement, and and then they can get back to what they what they do best on that. I mean, this is I've never listened to it, but, but based on what you've been saying, um, yeah. Sorry, Matt, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, obviously, loads more will come out this week than even last week. Obviously, 
two weeks ago it was the uh, Dead Cells review, and then last week it was like, oh, actually maybe it's like a FIFA team review and something else, and now it's like it's 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 all sorts, and it's like verbatim. I mean, it's his LinkedIn from, profile. His LinkedIn profile um, copy was taken from like a how to write a good LinkedIn sort of you know description <laughs> on a random website. He like loads of his like stuff he's done. I think like written and or video stuff was like verbatim from posts on NeoGAF stuff on Wikipedia. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much everything, wasn't it? Like, it seems that he's just ripped off from other sources, which is yeah. He, he, he even crazy. took a bit from a from a fellow IGN editor. Yeah, uh, which is. <laughs> It's just that he's not. Yeah, crazy. He's not right, is it? It's, it's gone from someone who's made a mistake to someone that doesn't understand the fundamental principles of what he was doing as a career. And um, the fact <laughs> in his video is like, look, I know Jason Schreier's got being his bonnet, or you know, those are the words. But he basically said Jason Schreier's like taking him to task and like trying to ruin him. Like, you know, go ahead and find other stuff. You probably won't. And who I have no. Done. The, wor- the worst line of that, Matt, was. I think he's trying to make, uh, you know, trying to get clicks off my name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I mean, you've literally been it. trying to get clicks off everyone else's name on the internet, mate. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> you know, there's that whole thing as well that his apologize, uh, that his apology was monetized and all that yeah. sort of stuff. It's just fucking madness, madness. Um, okay, all right, that's enough. I mean, we've been through that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that story would go. I mean, do you reckon he will do another apology? I, I think that's. Yeah, I don't think he's going no, to bother doing that one now. If, he's done, if, he, if, he, if he's not, that, I mean, he needs to go quiet for a very long time now. Um, find a different job, different career, get off of Twitter, get away from it all. It's the only way to deal with it. Change I mean, his name, you know, the whole thing. No, this, <laughs> I mean, that's all That's all fucking nonsense, you know. Um, uh, he, he, he just needs to get away from everything and find something new to do. Uh, I might, um, and it'll be all right. I might tap him up as the next uh, host of this show. <laughs> that's the point, yeah. We're going to be, we're going to be missing uh, someone. Yeah, a couple of in months. January, so. I would love that because, uh, as anyone knows, uh, I'm sure Sean felt this at the time. When you leave a show for a period of time, you pray that it goes that it goes really badly, <laughs> and that everyone every week is going, "Oh, I'll bring him back! This is awful," <laughs> you know. So, you know, fingers crossed. Get him on there. Yep. Well, <laughs> when we get an unknown YouTuber called Milip Fusin, uh, he's a new guy. You, you haven't yeah. heard of him before. He's going to bleep. Oh, I, I said smosh instead of smash. <laughs> oh, aren't I? Oh, what a guy. Turn that into a meme. <laughs> not now, not now, Go Philip. On. Thomas McGinney. So uh, he, uh, Lama, Art Llama Fluff 42 uh, has emailed in uh, or tweeted, I think it says. Anyway, hi, folks. Great pod last week, as always. I was surprised, however, to hear about 11 minutes in that Matt had taken offence at one of my friendly tweets about the Kickstarter t shirts, specifically <laughs> where I thanked Postman Dave and admin guy Matt. He sounded genuinely irked at being branded an admin guy. I do hope he was kidding. If he wasn't, then I find this really interesting given some of the names he's been called in the recent past. For example, Serial Thief, Cheating Scum, uh, you know, Mario off the plate. <laughs> it's true. And a cunt editing out laughter at Dave's <laughs> jokes. Matt shrugged always off, and the admin guy is one that pierces that thick skin. Does Matt have some sort of latent ego that he's been struggling to contain, believing that admin is a demeaning title and thoroughly beneath him? Does he have a thing about administrators? Maybe a bad childhood experience involving staples and paperclips. Well, I'd rather not go into that on this show, Thomas. Um, if it did, if I did inadvertently offend Matt, I retract my tweet and place admin guy with procurement overlord supremo. Hopefully that more adequately, adequately describes his crucial role in the Kickstarter campaign. Love you all and I hope this keeps Matt happy. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you've nailed it. Matt has got an ego. He thinks he's the big man now and, uh, um, stung him. 
that stung him. What was the big about because- him? <laughs> what what, <laughs> what did um uh, that is a real private well, not private joke but <laughs> it's matter. a joke that only one person will ever get <laughs> um what, what, <laughs> what that's really tickled me well so what was it about admin man that got to you matt I, well yeah because it felt like oh it's just the guy doing the admin when i did so much more than that but it doesn't matter it's over Go on. i'm very i'm very much glad the whole there's a lot of admin to be fair oh yeah he just on that t-shirts yeah Admin. I mean, if he's the admin man, what's James? Well, he's, <laughs> he's definitely not Mr. T-Shirts, given he no. did nothing. <laughs> did you do anything, James? He's Mr. Collection. <laughs> okay, good. Sorry, James. I know I know why you couldn't get involved, but I had to say something. Go on. Okay. okay. Uh, 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 Grant. So, okay, right, this guy tweeted this, and I responded because I wanted another answer, but he didn't come back to me. But he, his tweet reads as follows. Uh, Grant at uh, Great Stun uh, on Twitter. Oh, he does catch up with last week's show. I love Matt, thank you. But he strikes me as a man who would be totally... Totally drawn in by a pretentious modern art installation. Just as the artist is blinding Matt with the hidden meanings, Turners would walk in to declare, nah, it's all bollocks, mate. I think now, he's talking about Detroit, Matt. But, but I, what, did I say I found hidden meanings? And, because it, it, even the week before in Absu, I was like, always people find hidden meanings in this stuff. It's just literally. Anyway, if that's Detroit related, then I guess we'll save that. it. You can't win. <laughs> I know. I know. But I know I asked him for a response. He, he, he didn't. He's too scared. So, uh, Grant, if you want to, you can Ooh. tweet in again. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I want to hear what that's about. Do you think it is Detroit? <laughs> it must be Detroit, I guess, right? Yep. I guess. Did I mean, find uh, hidden meaning? Yeah. I mean, we'll save this, I guess. I don't know. You've, you've thought about this way too much. Has you've, it been playing I mean, in your mind? You, you did find hidden meaning and you didn't find hidden meaning. And there was, yeah, there's there's a lot of. Whoa, we'll, we'll get to whoa, that. Okay, Let's just save it. Jesus, James. Adam James. Uh, feedback if anywhere is more appropriate to wear your own t-shirts then EGX and during your own show has to be top of the list also <laughs> I cannot please remind Dave that according to him I was the only person to say hello to him at Res, so maybe some self-promotion might help <laughs> that's obviously us that's true. about uh, wearing our own t-shirts And uh, yeah but the thing is is that it, it wasn't down to self-promotion I think it's down to everyone um, being I mean I could be wrong but being scared of me because it <laughs> I mean, James was right next to me and people were coming up to him and going, hey, James, yeah, I love the show or whatever. Just start fucking ignoring me. Maybe I'm just not as big as I thought I was. But, um, Maybe. you know, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, that's I, I, case. I, I do definitely know why James doesn't want to wear the shirts in real life. Because even when we're res and like five people come up to him, he's like, I can't. I can't live the fame life. This is mental. So if you wore a t-shirt <laughs> yeah, promoting no, yeah. it, if you wore a t-shirt people saying, pe- basically, I'm James Farley, it'll be, it'll be you know, swamped. <laughs> Signatures, <laughs> women buying him people drinks coming a lot. Up to him. <laughs> People coming up to him again. Hi, mate. Yeah, I really like your show. It's really nice to meet you. Um, yeah, keep it up. Good work. And then, like James, sort of like looking at us, like grimacing, like someone's just coming up and head butted him. <laughs> he just can't deal with it. He can't deal with it. Can't deal with fame. Nah. Uh, on last week's show, we talked about spoiler casts and whether they're a good thing or bad thing, or whether we should or shouldn't do any more. SMW Oost TV on Twitter would absolutely love a life of strange two spoiler casts. I thought your old Walking Dead ones were brilliant. Uh, Matthew Duffy goes to a bit of a different angle on that please go with an extra episode for life is strange talk this gets too much airtime and though i get the passion uh also putting it into your game of the year thing last year with an episode to go was crazy and you all said the last episode was not great i love it i love you but spare us please so some people saying that's what we're doing some people saying basically about- do a spoiler cast because we love you talking other people saying do it because we don't want to hear it on the main show <laughs> and that's what i said last week i mean on the main Perfect. show we will give our overall opinions but 
Um, uh, yeah, we won't bang on about it, and we'll keep that to the to the spoiler cut. I mean, that's what I said last week. I said we'll do this, um, uh, so that we get it away from people that are sick of hearing life is strange, and for people that want us to go into even more depth uh, and go into the actual yeah. story. Yeah, we'll do it after the credit. You know, after decision the music, by decision. Right? No, 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 no. We'll do. We'll do. It's just another night. We'll have a half an hour conversation because half I, an hour. after the credits, <laughs> Matt, we're not going to get like we're going to be too tired to do it after the do it any justice. Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, and then we'll put it out as a separate podcast, like a few days later. Yeah, we can do it. That's now. the way to do it. We can. Li- we've got the power. To we do can that. exactly. That's what I'm saying. We have the power. Yeah. So let's do it. Oodles uh, emailed in. So last week, Matt, uh, and now we're getting to the Detroit session of the feedback. <clears throat> I think we should leave this and stick this at the end of, my, of that bit, like not not do this bit now, because otherwise I'm going to have to start getting into my no, points. No, 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 no. we're can't. doing this now. Stick this at the end of that. Yeah, bit. this yeah. is the end of the feedback. It's all Detroit now. So just calm down. So. <sighs> wait, 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 slow down. We can't get into it now. That's no, what no, I said. Yeah, well, I can go yeah. through the feedback. Right. James, just... James, I'm agreeing with you. You don't <laughs> have to have a go at me. <laughs> Fucking hell! Right. right. So let's do the news first. Let's get the news out of the way. Because people want to hear the news. Do they? And then we do the actual game chat. Yeah, they want to hear okay, the news. Okay, so we're the news, then Detroit feedback, then James will start listing his 30 points. No, no, no uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. Right. Go, go on then, James. Let's do the news. Come on, the, the news has been news. good this week. Wait, okay, Matt, just calm down. Let him get through the news so we can get a gu- Yeah, I know you're chomping at the bit to beat the shit out of him, but this is not <laughs> the time nor the place. He Let's might, he might be chomping the bit, simple. or he might not be. We're not entirely sure. You know. We'll, oh, good we'll, comeback. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it might be the lamest comeback ever. But let's go. <laughs> let's come back. Come on. It's the latest comeback. <laughs> Sorry, I went a bit different then, didn't I? It's the come lamest on. comeback. Right. <laughs> Come on, come on, news though. God, James, that's terrible. Anyway, there's there's been a lot of good news this week, actually. As in, well, not good news, but there's been lots of news, which makes a change. It's because been news for ages. <laughs> but the first the first thing I want to talk about is okay. This, this bad, James. <laughs> James never go on holiday again. This is too good. Bro. <laughs> okay, so this this goes back to our E3 predictions, and loads of people have messaged me about this. I mean, I, I personally, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to let the prediction stuff go. I don't care about oh, that. Good. That's very good of you matter. in August. Yeah, yeah cheers. cheers. It's, it's <laughs> let it, go. it turns out that according to 343's Jeff Easterling, Halo Infinite is Halo 6. So I mean, this, they said this about a week after E3, and we fobbed it off then. But we said, did they? But it wasn't called. Yes, they did. Yes, okay. they definitely did. I don't well, like. I don't. I've, am I? Am I really thick? Like, I don't get this. Like, yeah, it's like, like it's like they're going, oh well, you know, yeah, it is the sixth Halo game. Yeah, I know. I've, no, but <laughs> what, there's what more. needed saying but, about this? I no, don't understand. It's, it's not though, is it? Because there's there's way more than that. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the are. sixth like mainline one. Like it, yeah, but yeah, I suppose what they're saying is that it's not an ODST and it's not a Reach. I this guess, is but, like, but also there's more because during this mixer broadcast, he said this is like it's not just that this is the sixth one. This is also like a direct sequel to Halo Five, like continuing on from Halo Five. It, and he he said that it's not some like weird like prequel kind of thing. It and he actually right. used those words. Um, it's, so if uh, you didn't listen back to the E3 prediction show, James said. That they the first game that Microsoft would show off at their conference is Halo Six, right? And they did, and and they didn't. They showed off. What game did they show off at the start of their 
They showed Halo Exchange? Infinite, which is Halo 6. Exactly, which is not Halo 6, is well, it? it is. It's a different title. Uh, and, and we were said, well, you shouldn't have been so specific. That's the whole point in trying to push these predictions through. If you'd have said a new Halo, we probably would have taken it, but you didn't. You said yeah, Halo 6. Just, this is all just on, on the, the wording of it as well. So, well, look, it's I not said, just that. I mean, it, it matters nothing because you finished last anyway. So it's, it, it's not I'm, like I'm you would have won the thing. But, I mean, there Thanks, are some James. other stuff that is interesting from no this. no choice but to let it go. I've knocked it out of your hands. <laughs> it's smashed all <laughs> over the floor now. And you're crying. You're crying. Not crying, though. You're crying. Not crying. <laughs> Next. Steady on, Matt. Anyway, so the game's going to focus on Master Chief. And like, there's not going to be like the dual characters, apparently, that there were from Halo 5. Thank God. But that's the worst the bit. One, the one thing that is weird that's rumoured, this is not confirmed, obviously, is that they're going to release it in two parts. So there's going to be like single player <laughs> oh. at the end of 2019 and then multiplayer in 2020. Okay, I thought you were going to uh, say, so actually it's Halo 6 and 7. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 6.1. Yeah. They're, not, they're not doing yeah. a Back to the Future. It's just, um, yeah. no, it's just, uh, just it like... Could, it could, yeah, I mean, that, that, that makes sense uh, considering the um, the way, you, the, you know, the sort of Game Pass stuff and maybe mm. they'll sell it in two packages. I mean, I mean, that totally makes sense. That's a great way of doing it, I think. Yeah, it's interesting. Next story. No, okay, all right, no opinions on that, James. <laughs> no, just straight on. Because obviously a lot of people point to play Halo just for the multiplayer. Um, yeah, so they can just wait a little bit longer and then just buy it by the yeah, multiplayer. If it means probably just end up cheaper and closer, uh, quicker, I'm, I'm up for that, definitely. So I'd have thought they'd have gone for the multiplayer first, because that is the thing, like Matt said, I think people would be more interested in. No, because then they're going to release something else, Halo, that may distract from the multiplayer, which clearly they want to be the long running, you know, yeah, games as a service, service thing, type yeah. thing. So get the, get the, it's like the way that, um, Rockstar do it, isn't it? Get the, give the single player a little bit of breathing room, then get the big, you know, yeah, the big uh, up money spinner yeah. up running. Yeah. Up and running. Okay. Next story is that Bethesda and Sony are Come in back. some potential standoff now over crossplay. And it's, who are Sony and who? It's Bethesda, right? Okay. So, and it's not over Fallout either. You know, like Fallout seventy six. Apparently, it's over Elder Scrolls Legends. You know, the card game Ooh. that they've got coming. Oh mate, oh, just lock that. that away from everyone. That's <laughs> the way I deal with that. I'm with Sony this time. <laughs> Go on. So, what it is is, I mean, Bethesda have stressed that this isn't like one of those like, wouldn't it be nice situations? But it's because the whole of the game has been designed to be played on any device. Like, so the whole point is, is that. You know, you can progress on like a smartphone and then change to like a PC or whatever, or you know. Right. Okay. That's interesting because for starters, yes, of course, I think Sony are being ridiculous and this needs to end, right? But why would you design a game like that? Knowing that Sony's no, knowing what Sony's stance is on this this sort of stuff, because there's why more, would you do that? Because well, there's yeah, more I mean, platforms than just PlayStation, isn't there? They can grab like you know they can still. Yeah, but well, the, the that... question is, why have they bothered developing it for the PlayStation, if, knowing what Sony are like? Like yeah. if they like it's, it'll be a success elsewhere. I mean, I, this almost sounds like they've gone. Oh shit! This might not actually be worth doing. <laughs> If they're not going to allow cross play, which we always yeah, knew exactly, they wouldn't, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's a, it's a weird stance to take. Like, we can all agree that Sony are being ridiculous here and it would be better for everyone if they started to allow this. However, they've released a game knowing that Sony currently do not allow this and are complaining that... I mean, I, I'm with you, Bethesda. I'm with you. It is stupid. But you can't use that argument that, well, our whole game is based on this. Well, Yeah, so we'll make the I game mean, now. You knew so what the rules yeah, yeah. were. <laughs> 
you know what I mean? No, yeah, what can you do? I, I, I mean, it, it sounds like... I mean, the only thing we can assume is that they just went, ah, well, let's just work on the port and we'll quietly try and strong-arm Sony into just allowing it. Yeah, um, Bethesda, Bethesda or- also releasing a Switch game that can only work in 4K and they're furious at the fact that... <laughs> no, I'm joking, that's, a, that's an exaggeration. I, mean, I I'm think it is that. probably partly that because apparently the, the game is currently being like overhauled. Like They're reworking the thing so that it works on consoles. So okay. that's probably where this comes from. It's you know they just thought you know, we can we can chance our arm with this, but I don't think it's going to make any difference, is it? Sony aren't going to change their mind on this. Mm. Well, they, if they didn't over Fortnite, mate, forget I, it. I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, if if the biggest world's if the world's biggest gaming phenomenon isn't going to change their mind, I don't think the Elder Scrolls car game is going to. They think, oh, actually, oh yeah, we should do it now because Elder Scrolls Legends mm. might not be on the console. Well, I don't know. I mean, is it popular? I mean, I'm assuming it's a popular game. It's is it out yet, on anything? It was oh, out, out, and then it's been relaunched, but it's not. It's on the phones and that, and PC. Um, Any good, James? Uh, sure. I, I've only played a little bit of it, and it started sending me push notifications, so I got rid because um, I was like, I was already really enjoying Hearthstone at the time, so I was like, ah, do you know what? I don't need this. If it's going to send need me one of shit. Them, yeah. um, but, I mean, I'm always open to it. I know, I think I talked about it before, or maybe I tweeted about it, and I got a couple of listeners saying, like, no, it's really fucking good. So, maybe time to go back. I don't know. All right. Okay, just not on the PlayStation no. 4 console. Okay, next. Time Splitters has got a new owner, and there might be go. a new game coming. This is it. So this is the one. I'm excited. The series The series has been bought by, like, is it it's Coke Media, yeah? It's, it's it is Cock. You can say Cock. cock. Media. It's fine. Okay. So it's been bought by Koch Media. I think some people say. I think some people say Koch. Some right. people say Koch. You probably say Koch if you've been. Okay. What was that, James? I'll it say was Koch. By who? It's Koch Media. Don't do um, that. Don't do that. Just say how it is. It's Koch Media. All right, man. Um, so they already own Deep Silver Dan Buster Studio, and that's you the just team. to Matt like you saw him in a pub for the first time in ages. <laughs> oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. Just because I was correctly pronouncing the name that's critical to this news story. God, this is pathetic, on, isn't James. it? We, I mean, we're... Oh, no, oh. Why can't you just let me finish? This is ridiculous. <laughs> you're like, you're doing all these, media. You're already, you're already you're doing all your stupid <laughs> noises. You're doing all like the thing, and it's like, can't you just let me finish it? The thing. That was, that was Stop doing the thing, please, Matt. Stop doing the thing. Go on, come back. So... <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Such go. Such a dickhead. So anyway, so... <laughs> This was Deep Silver Danbuster Studios, and they were formerly Crytek UK, and they were formerly Free Radical Design. So now mm. Koch uh, owns owns them, <laughs> and they also own the games as well. So now they can they can they have the own the rights to the old games, and they can also make new ones. And they also bought the rights to Second Sight that no one remembers, <laughs> which was actually a good game. I enjoyed that a lot. What what, um, well, what was Second Sight? Because I know Les was saying, "Oh, Second Sight, cool," but I don't have any memory of that at all. It was one of those. It was it was a third like a third person sort of like adventure style game, but it was it had like psychic powers was the um was like the draw. There was another game that was like really similar that came out at the same time. Psyops. That's the one. Psyops. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I preferred Second Sight. I thought Psyops was a bit tacky, but uh, you know, but that's the thing. But Second Sight, it was it was good. But yeah, so maybe there'll be another one of those as well. Right. Okay. Now, I, as people know, I'm a long time Time Splitters fan. I was a huge fan of the first one, even the second one, even more so. Um, there's a few things that I need to say. The first being, some people 
not overhype Time Splitters, but forget that it was long dead before they stopped releasing Time Splitters game. I mean, yeah. Future Perfect was it? Yeah. Was w- yeah. wasn't great. No. Um, if you go back to Time Splitters two, it's fucking unplayable, <laughs> right? Because of the control schemes uh, at the time and stuff. Um, what I will say is that there is very much a gap in the market for an arcade first-person shooter like Time Splitters represented. You know, the game, the whole point with Time Splitters 2 is that the multiplayer was fun, had some nice new options and some interesting ideas when it comes to the, the multiplayer. The um, single player was fine. Um, there was a few levels in it that were just brilliant. Like, felt like they were ripped directly out of... Um, uh, Goldeneye, wasn't it? Out it was like of the first, uh, Goldeneye. It was the first couple of levels were really good. And yeah, then it kind God, of just yeah, incredible. Off. Yeah, I know, but it wasn't... It was never terrible. Like, it was... It was a, Good to play. Yeah. But it really come into its own with, A, the amount of characters that you could choose. You know, the, you don't get that in um, in games these days uh, that much. You know, the, this huge array of characters that you could unlock and you had to really work to unlock them. Um, and also the, the sort of arcade game, uh, like the sort of mini games. Mm. So they had loads of challenges that you had to get one, two and three stars in. And they were fucking fantastic. And there's totally room for a game like that. There's totally room for a game that Time Split has represented when it come out. Um, and it, it wasn't a games as a service type game because those didn't exist back then. Um, it wasn't, you know, serious. It wasn't, um, wacky in a sense that it just had, you know, the, the, a gimmick attached to it. It was just arcade first person shooting and, you know, a little bit like Bulletstorm, but I would say even more arcadey than that because it was just full of these little mini games that you had to do loads of challenges. It, that, there's a game. There's there's a hole in the market for this, um, and if they nail it, Time Splitters could be back. I mean, I'm cautious because, as I've said, the way Time Splitters left us last wasn't in a great state. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but I I definitely think there's room for a a, a Time Splitters game in in the current uh, the current climate. Sure. Yeah, the weird thing is, so I also love Time Splitters, and like the obvious thing you'd think with this with this thing is okay, they'll just do remasters of the old ones. See, see what the uh, the reception it's is. It's almost impossible. Uh, to and that's do. what I'm thinking. How are they like, do that? This, unlike many other games, if they just put us out, it wouldn't. It would just feel weird and horrible. And the remaster, they would have, sort of have to fundamentally change how the game worked because it's just mm. such a uh, game of its time. So, yeah. well, they'd have to completely change the controls, which oh, yeah. I think is possible. You could do it. I I I wouldn't write it off if they said Time Splitters Two uh, HD. And the controls are iron sights and, you know, um, and, uh, you know, the normal uh, twin stick controls and they get the controls right. I think it would be very playable, very playable. Um, and I'd be interested in playing it. And I think I, I'd go as far as saying I bet the fucking multiplayer would still be banging because the good thing about the multiplayer is the level design and the game modes. Um, so they'd still be there. But I think it's the wrong thing to do. They need to come out swinging with a brand new time splitters that's built for sort of uh, this time because you know they could re-release it and do a HD and it would sell not very well. I wouldn't have thought. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, look how at, about the other look way around? Some um, Crash Bandicoot. I mean, that's done crazy like numbers as well. You know, it's still it's like number five still. But like, Crash in Bandicoot, in terms of gameplay, was as good. Like, I mean, it's as valid now as it was back then what you might think of you know running towards the screen and all that okay fair enough but to actually play the game i mean harry picked up crash bandicoot um in the shops the other day uh it was on like a demo pod in game in sutton 
uh, or CEX in Sutton. And, um, he played a few levels and it just, you know, there was, it was just easy for him to play. Um, so I, you know, I don't think that has quite the, the thing is with time splitters is, is that the world of first person shooters have moved on so much. Mm. That it's almost impossible to just yeah, and, and also culturally, like Crash Bandicoot now. is one like the you know for, for a whole generation starting to pick up PlayStation pads. You know, Crash Bandicoot was like a cultural, a huge cultural thing for you know if if for a certain demographic of user, a certain age group of of user who grew up on PlayStation One stuff. So, and this isn't that. But actually, in terms of like, okay, maybe they release a HD version, then then the new one. What if they announce a new one and then in the lead up to that they said here's a remaster, a bit like what they've done with Shenmue. I mean, I would rather them... I mean, it's a stupid thing to say because they can't sell it separately if they do this. But if they were to say, you know, here's the um, new game and then as DLC or something, here's the second game. I don't know. I don't know. I don't work there, do I? But I've got a feeling it'll be a long time before we hear what comes of this Time Splitters license. See, there has been more stuff because Free Radical did have plans for Time Splitters 4, um, but then that was like canned when they went into administration. Yeah, yeah. And there was also, like according to this Eurogamer story, there was also like a crowdsourced like fan version that they were trying to put together called Time Splitters Rewind, but Mm. that was going on for several years and nothing happened. So, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, but no, I'm excited. Uh, if if they nail it, there's definitely room for a game like this. But um, is whether they nail it or not, you just you can't tell. You can't tell at this stage. Obviously, next. All right. So the other there's other there's two other stories here, but they're kind of like it's it's hirings, isn't it? And and uh, like companies that are buying other companies, etc. But Microsoft's new studio, the initiative, as you know, the one that they announced at um, E3, has been hiring new people, and the whole focus has been they've taken people from. Uh, Sony Santa Monica, like their studio, Rockstar and Crystal Dynamics, including like God of War's lead producer, and mm-hmm. also oh, blimey, and also the lead designer and writer on Red Dead Redemption as well. They've like, okay. taken from Rockstar, so th- they're getting serious. Then they've obviously got some money to throw about. Mm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Fair enough. This is that. That's interesting. Uh, when you said that, I didn't expect them to get sort of big known people like yeah. that, but. I mean, they have. They're clearly trying to, like, they're probably trying to, like, emulate Sony, aren't they, with the, you know, like, big sort of single player good, they games need or whatever, to. which is a they really totally good thing. need to, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I can't imagine handing in my notice at Sony. <laughs> so, where are you going? Have you got anything lined up? No. <laughs> you're, going, you're going to Microsoft, aren't you? No. <laughs> it's just, that's horrific. Mm. All right. And the other one is that Sumo has bought the Chinese room, and yeah, so they've 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 taken them over now. I mean, this um, is odd because the Chinese room basically lost all their staff. Not all well, that they laid them ago. all off. Yeah, right, apparently, like so the entire couple- staff apart from the two founders. Like, yeah. Last so what year. have they bought? Have they got any licenses? Uh, yeah, I guess so. What have they got? Um, dear Esther, maybe they'll do like. Just do Sega Rally mods for Dear Esther and uh, yeah, Dear Esther Battle Royale. Yeah. Well, they they I'm said last year that they were done with walking simulators. Okay. And that they're now working on bigger. Yeah, because they'd be yeah. bombing around villages in a Subaru Impreza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Picking up bits of dialogue while you're hooning it around a field and stuff. It'd be wicked. Mm. Maybe they were just I'm, visiting I'm the that. office and just like they, they really like the decor. It was like. Get get me that office. I don't know. I don't know. We're trying to make things funny. We just don't, we don't know the answer. We've got All no right. insight. We've got, fuck We've got all. no insight. Quick, quick. Say something about the office. 
All right. I was so, uh, James. I'm not not trying to cause a scene. Did you intentionally leave out the news story I suggested, or did you just yeah, forget? It's boring. Okay, fine. Oh, you do. Like, oh, why, why is it boring? Because <laughs> oh. it's boring, and it that's something happens all the time. Who cares? What, are we no, it talk about it or what? No, it's boring. Well, what is it? What happened? Oh, well, just very quickly, basically. So, Forza Horizon Two is being pulled from sale because yeah. they're just like, oh, well, it's reached the end of its lifetime, so that's it. It's gone. They did the same thing with Forza Horizon, like the first one as well. Like do you not think that's ago, a so. really horrible thing to do, though? Like, it, still... like games already have a, a preservation problem with hardware moving on all the time. So the fact that games are just like, oh, licenses have run out, so bye. Well, it's happening. I mean, it's happened to... Uh, there was that news story about um, Grand Theft Auto, wasn't there? Yeah, the, the, they start changing the, the licenses, and the they were, and stuff, they were yeah. literally modding it out of the game. Yeah. Um, which was pretty shocking. Um, mm. I, I mean, we're going to see more and more of this. So there was obviously a period of time where licensed music was quite finite, mm. um, and it's probably cheaper to <laughs> to just pull it. Like the amount of money they must be making from that, mm. I don't know. It's it's difficult because we've had Forza Horizon three, Forza Horizon four. It does seem quite recent for a game to be uh, cut off like well, this. Well, the, the oldest one I can think of, and it's probably for the same reasons, is OutRun 2. Um, yeah. And that was because the Ferrari license ran out. Um, so that is a huge shame. Like, you just can't buy that game digitally anymore. And it's a classic. It was like so, that with Scott Pilgrim as well, isn't it? Like, you oh, that's right. That yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, just, I find that really scary. This game was given away two months ago with Games of Gold, wasn't it? It was Forza, it. Right, Forza Horizon Two, yeah, yeah, it shit. was, yeah. The voice of it was. We're going to put it anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's right. just uh, it's shit, basically. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it, it, it's not a good thing, but I think we're going to see a lot more of that in the near future, mm. uh, which is a shame. And I'm the- surprised that there's not that's not been like announced for FIFA. Like, can you still buy really old FIFAs on? They they do that. Well, they don't make it. So, I mean, obviously, you can still play it, but. They switch off the servers, don't they? I was like, going to say, which is yeah, which is shitty. But I understand that a bit more though, because it? that is an ongoing cost that they have to consider for a game that possibly not many people are playing anymore. But, but maybe it's the same what... thing with Forza Horizon Two, though, isn't it? Because that's also like the game does rely on like internet connectivity as well, because yeah, like the driver tiles and all that kind of stuff. No, you can still play it offline. Like, no, you can still that, play I mean, FIFA it offline. doesn't rely on that at all. Um, sorry. You can still play FIFA offline as well, can't you? Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. But I don't know, like, I think the first FIFA on the new gen consoles was FIFA 14. Is that still on the store to buy? Don't think so. I'd be surprised. So, yeah, I think it's just, you know, certain games, this is what we're going to have to deal with. Mm. All right. And the final thing I had here until the Life is Strange stuff was the the indie highlights this uh, today, like for the Switch. Yeah. And they they had like this whole bunch of stuff. There was a lot what of... stuck out for you, Sean. Windjammers 2, mate. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm, I agree. <laughs> like, I still don't, what's interesting is I still don't really know who's making it. So the only name that was on the trailer was .mu, who ported the first Windjammers. And basically that's, as far as I'm aware, they've only ever done ports of other people's games. Um, so I don't know what quite what the deal is there, who's actually making it, if it is them, and if so... What qualifications have they got? Because they haven't actually made their own game before, as far as I'm aware. So in terms of um, Windjammer stuff, like so hmm. last year there was the original Windjammers came out on like consoles, didn't it? But then there was, wasn't there yeah. also like a HD version of Windjammers that people didn't take to. 
Uh, there's there's been a couple of attempts to remake it, yeah. Um, there's been a couple of indie versions. There was one, was it Disc Jam something that came with PlayStation Disc Plus? Or, yeah, I think I know the one. Something like that. Um, I mean, that went nowhere. Um, well, it was just like a rip-off, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this was obviously this was before people knew that like the original was getting a re-release, so they probably, you know, it was well in that territory of like, look, no one's tried to recreate this, so I think it's sort of fair game. Um. But yeah, unfortunately, this didn't quite do it justice, which is a shame. But yeah, so yeah, so that that re-release of Windjammers is coming to the Switch, and we're, yeah, they announced that we're also getting Windjammers two, which is wicked. Okay, uh, for me, I, I mean that um, I can't remember the name of it now. The Gardens Between or some shit. The Gardens oh yeah, yeah. Between, what was it called? Yeah, yeah. What, was, that, was that what it was called? Yeah, I know. I fucked that right up on my tweet. <laughs> I thought that looked. Brilliant. Yeah. Like it, it, I mean, it, it had a bit of braid about it, a bit of fez about it, mm. um, but it had its own art style and looked, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And it's quite soon. It's coming out at the end of September. Yeah. So uh, just around the corner. Um, yeah, I, I was really, that was the game that stuck out for me. And I just thought the other stuff, I'm, I'm, I am kind of sick of the sort of um, ultra pixelated indie games these days. You know, the, uh, <laughs> Uh, games that all look like uh, what's that one? You know, but games that look like Celeste. Yeah. You know, where they like super ultra pixelated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lot of that in this. Uh, in this. Was um, there direct, which ones? But I don't. Re- I, can't, I can't remember the names, but yeah. I remember seeing a lot. I was like, oh, I'll just skip this because it looks like <laughs> just real old school. I mean, you um, say that Celeste is like one of the best games released this year. That's yeah, what I'm saying. So, I mean, it's just a visual style that uh, yeah. instantly seems to turn me off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's because I play too much Towerfall. I, I, I hammered that <laughs> game, and it's like now everything. Yeah, yeah but um, uh, no, I mean they they got a lot of indie games, but we were all expecting a little bit more because when we heard rumours that there was going to be a Nintendo Direct today, I was instantly thinking we're finally going to hear about the online. <laughs> Here we go. We're not talking about that again. Good, nice one, Nintendo. Yeah. Mm. Anything for you, James? Um, yeah, I mean, I thought the first game they showed, Nightcall, I, I like the look of that oh, yeah, a yeah. lot because it looks like an interesting, like you know, story-based kind of thing. But also Monster Boy, uh, sorry, Master Boy, was it Master Boy? It's Monster, Monster Boy. Boy. I can't it's Monster, Monster Boy. Boy. This one, because that's, I mean, that's another like Wonder Boy style game. Yeah, I was about to say. The moment I saw that, I thought, oh, James would be up for this one. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested in that. Are um, you not interested also, in Streets of, of Rogue? Nope. I didn't I, quite <laughs> understand what that was. <laughs> like in a, a good way i guess like when you know when i saw the title i was like oh shit so it's gonna be like a roguelike you know like brawler but it's not really is it it's well, i didn't it's really understand also quite what she it was. said she said brawler and I, then i was thinking okay yeah. it's gonna be fighting but it wasn't it was other people around shooting people and stuff and I thought, that's, that's not yeah brawler. but then sometimes the character was like a giant and sometimes they were a vampire and a werewolf and a, i don't know I, I didn't i didn't really know what was happening i just thought it was weird that they were basically using the streets bit of the streets of rage like yes, yeah especially when it doesn't seem to have any real bearing on what the game actually is but yeah it was I just <laughs> odd i mean legally can they just whack that yeah sonic like- the vegetable like what, what, what is <laughs> i mean I, I don't know go on yeah the, the only other one i thought looked interesting to me was the was you know this war of mine i thought looked well, I mean, that's yeah, an old game. That's been it? around for but, ages. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, uh, it's mm. certainly one that I'd be more willing to play on Switch, but it's just like, it just looks so relentlessly bleak. I just don't, yeah, I don't think I, I mean, need I, it. Uh, James, it does, I mean, 
it based on the stuff that I've heard about the um the PC version um it's meant to be really really good and uh, it sounds like you'd really really enjoy it um for me yeah it's not so much a bleakness it just looks like a little bit too slow for me mm. if you know what I mean yeah um but no I mean it's always a game that I've had at the back of my mind where I think you know if that came up I might give it a go because uh, it does look you know incredibly uh, interesting but mm. And it looks slightly better in this trailer than the screens that I'd seen of the PC version. I don't know if that was the case. Yeah. Um, but it looks like improved. The animation looks pretty smart. Yeah. So I don't know if they touched it up a bit, but yeah. That, that it looked good. Murphy's Law looks, oh sorry, Morph, no, yeah, Morphe's Law looks Morphe's interesting. Law, yeah. Like the, uh, the multiplayer shooter where like, you know, some parts of your enemies will get bigger or smaller. I thought that was interesting. I'm also looking forward to, uh, Moonlighter. I've been waiting yeah. for the Switch version for a while. Like it got, uh, some good reviews and some amazing reviews and then others like less good but I've certainly been keeping track of it and waiting for Switch details to come out so I'm very much excited to see what that's like yeah. cool alright are we done with the news well there was the last thing was the uh, the Life is Strange trailer which dropped just just as we were about to record just as we were about to record um, I kind of disappointed I watched it I shouldn't have watched it and I, I'm going to avoid them from now on because you said that last time I want to <laughs> yeah I know I know but I, I always intended to watch like the sort of uh, launch bit. I think it showed me a couple of things that I didn't want to see. Um, and I, I'm, I must admit, I wasn't as hyped. I mean, I mean, you all come on, um, sounding pretty positive. Um, and I wasn't totally hyped because I don't think it really told me the right things and just showed me the wrong things. Like I, what I want to know is a little bit about the two characters and I know nothing about them. Yeah. Um, and it showed me things of like cars flipping over and gunfire and stuff. And I'm kind of like, Oh, maybe that would have been shocking to see, you know, because there wasn't. Yeah, I thought that it would have been better to chop out the trailer. Yeah, and it was it, so it told me the wrong things. I wanted to know a little bit about the characters, and that was it. Instead, I know nothing about the characters and saw bits that w- could have potentially been um, exciting to see, having just like played through the first episode. Um, but the, the most surprising thing is that was it Chris wasn't in it, the kid from. Yeah. Um, from Captain Spirit. From Captain Spirit. Mm. So at first I was like, okay, which one's Chris? Well, no, he had blonde hair. And then the older guy said that said the younger guy's name, but I can't remember what it was. It wasn't Chris. Mark, I think it was. Um, and I, yeah, I'm assuming that the older guy isn't Chris. No, it, I mean, it was probably just a friend of him. Yeah, it was saying none of the characters in the trailer were Chris. No, so I mean, maybe it's a red herring. Maybe what? Because yeah, an event clearly happens with the police, um, and the initial sort of teaser trailer seemed to suggest that that was somewhat paranormal. Um, and as we know that, you know, Chris has potentially got superpowers. So there is a, maybe that's a red herring. Let's see these two characters, but it, actually, it's about. So I. Uh, so I've. Uh, to my shame, I've still not played Captain Spirit. Is it? I thought they'd confirmed that it wasn't strictly related to Life is Strange series. That bollocks! Without spoiling well, it, they said <laughs> they said two things. They said uh, decisions you make within Captain Spirit will have an effect on season two. Yeah. So that was one thing. Okay. Second thing they said is that if you pay attention yeah. to the um, uh, to the story and there's little hints in there, right. it will tell you what season two is about. Okay. Um, but 
I think maybe they thought they were being a bit too smart because I've never seen, I've not seen anyone go, ah, oh, that's what that means. You know what I mean? Or, right. or anyone that played that and said, ah, oh, this is definitely what it's going to be about because this, this and this. It didn't have enough in there to sort of indicate what season two is going to be about. Yeah. But you should definitely play it, Sean. Because, oh, no, um, I, I yeah. absolutely will, yeah. But I'm Although, fairly sure at the, at the end of like when you finish Captain Spear, it doesn't say, see the story continue in season two or maybe maybe I took that the wrong way and thought it was literally something along those lines yeah, yeah. so it's a, yeah it's a bit of an odd one really um, but I don't care I mean we'll get there I, I, I'm looking forward to episode one I was going to yes, play it regardless anyway, yeah and it's just um, yeah it's just this particular trailer didn't really give me enough to uh, like it didn't give me what I wanted um, yeah, yeah but then I, I, that's just my personal reaction to it no I, I just didn't really get anything from it <laughs> which is fine like i know i'm probably gonna like the game i don't need the trailer to tell me loads but yeah it was just like remember the teaser also here are two children <laughs> yeah i know that's it that's it and uh, like i'm uh I, I you know we're the wrong people to comment on this really because we're already sold we're already in yeah. day one um and you know this is this was going to do nothing to convince us mm. um so someone that doesn't know anything about life is strange maybe they'll have a different take on it and and see it see it as a little bit more exciting but um james what did you think i thought it was pretty good i mean i like what i think that they're the direction they're going like from because you know it was linked into the first trailer obviously you know just i know it looks like it could be an interesting journey you know this idea that it's these two people sort of escaping from something that they've done Hmm. and they can't uh yeah they're just escaping definitely yeah i'm not i would not argue against that i think you're right okay cool we done? We done. Yeah. Right. So here's how this is going to go down. We've all got games to talk about and we will get to them. Um I I mean we need to address the feedback first. Then it's straight into James versus um Matt. We've all, all been looking forward to this. If you haven't listened to last week's show, should probably Matt do was that. Quite should probably do that. <laughs> Matt Matt so basically James played Detroit when it came out and he hated it. Matt played Detroit last week and he loved it um, and Matt was quite critical of some of James' criticisms and James seems to be um, quite uh, he seems to be ready to defend himself and maybe attack back um, what we need to do is keep this fair so I've said uh, Sean and I will sit back, we'll mediate so if, <laughs> if something goes on for too long or if points are being you know, uh, uh, brought up over and over again and we're getting nowhere in the discussion, Sean and I will step in. I'm not going to get involved. Now, you know, there is one side of the argument that I agree with and one one side of the argument that I disagree with. I agree with James. But I won't bring that up during the discussion. I'm not going to pile into Matt because that's not a fair argument. We're going to keep this man versus man. Okay? This is James... So, James and Matt, remove your shirt now. It's already off. Okay, good. Did you talk We're about some ready. clothes on? Maybe it's just a yes. moment. It's very hot. Okay. Um, so, let's get the feedback out of the way, and then we'll get to the main event. Okay. Uh, Matt. Oodles emailed in. So, last week, Matt made the somewhat contrarian statements regarding Detroit. Now, as I feel deep down, he's probably had a rare case of the reverse hype syndrome. RHS is a common ailment that contains many 
uh, the, the many contrarians catch, especially after negative hype around games or movies arise, like the community uh, handled Star Wars prequels or Junior Game Forever apologists, all victims of RHS. However, Matt's discussion has been somewhat con- contagious because after the episode went live i've seen numerous people stating they also want to play it or give it a chance uh, signs of rhs are hipster traits nervous laughter wants questions about rhs denial and editing feedback good luck to matt and godspeed to james in his crusade against the cage games um gary Dutton emailed in i was sorry tweeted in basically he said i can only assume matt saying that there's a scene in detroit that evokes the last of us is a deliberate poor ploy to get me to tweet in <laughs> You know what else is visually impressive, Matt? A nuclear bomb. You know what else has branching paths, Matt? A big shitty sewer. Now, we had a bit of a discussion on Twitter about this. Um, the, that discussion was actually... James, did you see that discussion? Because that I'm, was I'm actually genuinely funny. It's, yeah. Genuinely funny. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole conversation, but basically, Gary and I've maybe and James may bring it up. Who knows? Had, had issues. The fact that I said there was a scene in Detroit that evoked, evoked a scene in The Last of Us. Um... I'll, I'll let you look at the exchange. Uh, I haven't got anything to say that because I think I'm probably going to have to discuss it with James in about two minutes. Uh, Bortang, at Bortang on Twitter. Rarely, and do I mean rarely, do I agree with Matt Murray's views on video games, but I'm 100% backing him on the Detroit business. Boy, done good. Thomas Lamafar 42 Re Matt's eulogy on Detroit. I worry he's disappeared down some weird Channel 5 rabbit hole. Please, James, come back to nip this in the bud and help poor Matt come back to reality. We need to correct him or he'll get booed on stage again. That's going to happen anyway, Thomas. Danny Two Porks at Dan Parmesan. So I haven't put around six hours into name. Detroit. Uh, become a human with uh, at a grand hat. I'm with Matt Murray on this. It's so far is a solid experience, decent narrative, and looks great. Uh, Connor chasing the deviant android was far tenser than a lot of similar movie set pieces. And I'll end with solvent detroit is not only one of the most ham-fisted and poorly written things i can remember encountering it also goes further and manages to be offensive to victims of violence and domestic violence team farley uh i got a few others uh but those were the, the choice ones shall we say uh okay we're about to hear more now from james no doubt well i think james should start um let's try keep this relatively civil <laughs> james should I mean, he's start got 30 points matt, i guess he'll just matt you you were able to talk about this while James wasn't here, so I think it's only fair that James gets the ball rolling with this discussion. Um, okay, are you both ready? James, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Matt, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Bing bong. This is a public service announcement by Spoilerbert. If you want to skip the Detroit argument between Matt and James, then please fast forward 30 minutes. Although if you do that, you'll miss out on some petty insults. It's up to you. Bing bong. Okay. James, the floor's yours. Go for it. Okay, so I did enjoy your discussion. Thank Matt, you. Okay, about so what, are we, what else are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the thing that argument, I found most James. interesting. No, the thing I found most interesting, like, during your whole sort of, like, discussion about this was that i mean you argued against yourself quite a lot whilst you were talking about the game. Well, well, so, I was basically being fair to, I was just saying, you know, good things and bad things. What, by contradicting yourself? Well, just saying some things I liked, some things I didn't like. Well, no, you said, at one moment you said that the writing was, was you know, really bad and everything, and then later on you said it was really good, and then you <laughs> changed your opinion again later as you were talking about it. But anyway, one, one, of, one of the things I did want to bring up straight away was that you said that some of my arguments were ridiculous. Which, which of those were ridiculous, Matt? Um, basically, it, 
a few weeks ago, I listened to that to the previous podcast, you discussed it, and you were basically making a lot of arguments about why Fahrenheit's issues, Fahrenheit's issues, and that was lumped into the Detroit conversation. But only because mm. you had obviously very recently played Fahrenheit, and, you know, and that comes straight off the back yeah. of, you know, um, all, all the other games, basically. So you're in a massive, like, hate mindset, and then you're like, oh, no, Fahrenheit, that's, Fahrenheit, that's Fahrenheit, true, Fahrenheit straight into Detroit. What, let let him finish, there. James. James, let him finish before you jump in. Go on. I'm finished. So what I was doing there, Matt, is I was looking at David Cage's work overall and using that to sort of demonstrate the fact that since 19... When, when did Fahrenheit come out? Was it 1999 or something? Things know, haven't changed. Mm, like, that, there's think, been yeah. no massive evolution in his in his style or ability, you know, over that time. So that's... Okay, I mean, yeah. I was using experience to try and illustrate that. Um, <laughs> before I get into the like specific points, oh, one of the do. things you said at the end of last week, which was mad was you said you said he can't argue that i'm wrong because everyone's entitled to their opinion yeah that's true matt but that's the kind of thing that brexiteers say (laughs) (laughs) no to get politics into this we're just discussing a computer game yeah that's that's what brexiteers say when they you know they just they they haven't really got an argument so they just say well it's my opinion isn't it it's my opinion you can't argue with that and (laughs) it's like it's just to take back control i'm just talking about this game that i enjoyed (laughs) So anyway, also you said it? I okay. hate. It sounds like you're no, shirking the responsibility <laughs> of putting together a decent argument there, Matt. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, well, no, I thought it's definitely well, my opinion. I don't. Mean, sure not. I kind of think that Matt did all right then because, like, well, no, you, you, you don't win an argument by saying, saying, "Oh, well, it doesn't really matter, though, does it?" It's only yeah, a game. Because <laughs> I mean, well, no, no, but you can't, really turn that? And, you can't really turn around and say, "Oh, I like, I like this piece of media content." Well, that's what Brexiteers say. No, like, no, you because, can't... no, 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 that's bullshit, because also, I mean, how, because he was also indicating that because I've played all these games, like, recently, and I've had, and I'm coming from an informed opinion based on experience, this makes my my criticism less valid for some reason, because no. of the fact that I've been close to his games. No, it's not that, it's just that you hated all of them, and then, so, then you've, yeah, I think you were coming Although to this game you with said, an agenda. okay. You said that I hated all of them, even though then later on you said that there was a number of positive things that I said about the games. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah there's, there's a number of positive things you said about this game, certainly, about Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. So, But, but you've already just, just, just said like that, me, that, I've also that, said I was, that it was like a hate about fest. The game. It's not a perfect right. game. You've already okay. said that it was like a hate fest and that I hated David Cage, and that that's <laughs> well, the only reason that I, I didn't like this to game. The, the podcast we put out over the last, like, you know, two years, and, like, you haven't had a lot of good things to say about it. So then coming I into know, this, it's straight, been crap. Straight, that's you, why. You, you I was going to say, what, what if David Cage's work is just consistently rubbish? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's the point. And it's it's like you're sure. just. We're not uh, supposed to be the, helping them out here. We're supposed to be sitting back. Okay, I'm sure. I would like to point out that you're not mediating. James loses the point for that. Right. Okay, okay, let's yeah, James. Fucking stop. hell. And also, I mean, the final thing about this was that you also said that the no final... other game is criticised like a cage game, and yeah. that's just bullshit. Oh, that's well, complete well, yeah, rubbish. Okay, name one. What do you mean? Well, There's lots like, of games okay, that get criticised for stuff. Where people like, go into this much detail about ev- every element of the game, and like, picking up, like, he hasn't, you know, things haven't progressed in 20 years, or look at this compared to every other, like, branching narrative game in the history of games... It's like, can't we, can't we just enjoy it or take it for what it is? I mean, I, I don't know of many other games where they're like, they are ripped apart, like, the second it's announced or, like, every... I don't know. Well, yeah, well, can, you, can you name it or think of another game or director or series or... Uh, or, um, no, d- what, the point, the point you, with that is yeah. it's not it's not that, that that happens, but games would be can be criticised in exactly the same way that Cage games are. It's just that Cage games have been criticised for a reason, and it's because they haven't evolved like, over this time. The only thing that's improved is they've visually become more impressive. 
but then all the other problems still exist, like through each of it. But I, I mean, I, I, again, I, it's just my opinion, but I certainly don't think any other game gets ripped apart. It's just the easiest thing in the world. Oh, David Cage, brilliant. We'll just hate that because it's just, it's like, you don't even have to think about it. You just, oh, yeah, it's David Cage, easy. I'll get Rubbish. some, I'll score I some points. I played all of them, Matt. Huh? I played them. That's why, and that's why I've got the opinion that oh, I've yeah, got. And, of and, them. And, and, and that's perfectly bad. I'm not really arguing about your opinion. You can have whatever you want. I'm just saying, I didn't <laughs> expect to like this game, and yes, it's not perfect. Matt, you did expect to like the game. You said no, before pre release, you kept on saying about how excited you were yeah, about and the game. And then after you guys talked about it, I'm like, oh, I, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't rushing out. You said you want to buy it. I'm like, I, I, I'm not. I'm not really that fuss, really. Is that, and so I certainly wasn't. I mean, I loved Heavy Rain. Uh, the others, I uh, I paid like two minutes for Fahrenheit. Didn't play Beyond Two Souls. Um, and then after, like, you know, the reviews for this I, I actually were largely positive, but for whatever reason, I was just I wasn't really fussed in the end. And then so I sort of came to it thinking, well, I, I, it's not. It's not the game maybe I thought it was going to be after like a lot of the hype pre-release and the trailers. And then when the reviews, when the reviews are like, it's fine. And you guys are like, it's the same or not great. Um, I wasn't, I was like, okay, well, whatever. And it's only because, yeah, the guy from work brought it in. And, you know, I was pleasant, very, very pleasantly surprised actually, considering a lot of the hate and the vitriol that's gone against this game. I mean, one of the, one of the main things that you focused on as being something that you thought that like sort of spoke to you or that you felt was really good was like this sort of child in peril stuff and everything. Yeah. Did you not feel that that was just incredibly hackneyed and cliched the way it was put across? And that you've got a villain that they use to try and sort of, um, you know, make you feel for this character that is so ridiculously cartoonish and the performance is so wooden that it's really difficult to take it seriously. I mean, I don't particularly like that. The drawings in the domestic well, yeah, abuse I, I, scene I, I, that you, I you admitted. That. I, I, that. Finished, I okay. said that was rubbish. The, that is a joke. Exactly. So how can you, okay, you admitted the drawings in that scene were funny, right? <laughs> yeah. How did that not take you out of the experience? And how could you take it seriously after that? I, 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 I can't answer that other than say that Car analysis story definitely, you know, definitely affected me emotionally. And it was the, this about the story, this about like the fucking drawings. Like, you know, Alice like, said she was scared or cold. I'm like, oh my God, that's hit me right in the heart. I can't, I, you know, I've got to like protect this but child. Why, when later on that, that broke like all the rules of the world that they'd established as well? Like, didn't you just question that at all? I mean, it did, but it didn't make me stop feeling the things that I felt, uh, felt in, in the previous but it's based hours of the game. on lies, Matt. Hmm? It's based <laughs> on lies, though. <laughs> I mean, I can detach myself from that and just enjoy it for what it is. And yes, I mean, I even I said the twist is like such a non-event. I guessed it earlier. It happens. It's sort of been and gone. Like, well, no, that's, that's, the that, thing that's... That, this is stupid. But but I, I, I don't know. I, I managed to detach myself enough and enjoyed what I played up to then. Uh, and I, I guess I sort of wanted to see a story a story through as I spoke about last week. But yeah, the, you see, the that's the other thing. You see, you said enough. you said that the twist, you said the twist was poorly done, and it's like a non-event. Yeah. But like David said, that's like the peak of the story. It's like, and it's supposed to change the way. It really changes the way that everything has come before. But you're just like, I'm going to ignore it. So you're basically <laughs> saying that you've. It, I don't know what to say. It just didn't bother me. It was just like, oh, well, yeah, you know, it, it wasn't like, oh my god, it's an incredible twist in the movie, or that was like a really shit, really poorly done. It was just. I just didn't, it just didn't affect me. And it certainly didn't change how I felt previously or after in terms of their story. So you imagined what the game was about. What? Like, you're just like, it's, you know, like David Cage, you know, he set up this, you know, this massive, supposedly massive twist, you know, that's like coming up. But you're just like, ah, I don't like this. I'm just going to ignore it. It's nothing to do with the story. It just didn't affect me. Okay. You can't even go back at that, can you? <laughs> I can't. I can't understand how you can detach. Like, I can't understand how you can detach what you what you're seeing on the screen from 
the story that's being told to you. I don't understand how you can do that. Also, can, can, can I just step in now and just say, I think I'm just going to crowbar in a spoiler bot at the start of this segment. A, to, for people that don't want to hear this discussion, and B, <laughs> so, that yeah. you, so that you can go into a little bit more detail over spoilers. Uh, continue. Uh, James, um, let's get let's get back onto the specifics of the games because the arguments at the moment has been against each other's approach to the game uh let's get back to the specifics okay well one of the other things that you i mean you talked about sorry, like, the what, character we're on the writing of we 30 we're on point seven at okay. the moment actually it's but i have been dancing around so it's fine um, so you can dance. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you've got <laughs> the yeah, you square, square R2. <laughs> Guys, so you, you also... actually a, a dancing point, around. That's you spinning around on your head in front of your microphone. That's how that would sound. Sorry, continue. Uh, yeah. cut, cut that. Okay. <laughs> At one point you said that the characters... You said, I think the characters are well written. And you said, like, case in point, the painter guy. Like, you said he was, he was really good. And yeah, like you said him. that like it's a lot less... You said it's a lot less laughable than David Cage's previous games. You see, I'd agree with you to an extent there that it is a bit less laughable in in most in most sort of instances. Oh, it's definitely it's less also because it's overall, but yeah, go on. So, but it's also because it's fucking boring as well. That's the other reason <laughs> because it's so poorly put together and the dialogue is so poor that it feels like a game from the early two thousands. Still, that's still okay, hand, but that's you, you, the thing argument, is, you, surely I argue. Yeah, is the, the conversation there is about if it's, if it's laughable, yes or no. So you're saying it isn't laughable, but it's because it's boring. I mean, I wasn't arguing whether it was or wasn't boring. I was just saying it wasn't laughable. No, because it, this builds on the point that the dialogue is so poor, and you admitted as much, and you said that you didn't believe in the androids because of the way they were written, and yet you're still saying that you had this emotional experience from the game. How? Like, if you know that it's really poorly <laughs> look, written, look, if you know James. that the dialogue is so poor, how can you... How how can you be touched by this? When <laughs> I know it's you, just... you find it really hard, but I was. The heart feels what the heart feels. I can't describe it. I didn't expect <laughs> it from a David Cage game. Like, But then you've also said here, you said, okay, so with the narrative structure, you said it tries to tackle much bigger themes than Heavy Rain, but fails. And it's like, then you also, yeah. like, you talk about, like, there's the slavery, the Holocaust stuff, and you say it fails at that as well. Yeah. So these are, like, the key themes of the game. that it t- And Kara's story as well also covers that. And you've said it fails at doing all of those yeah. things. But you still think it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I still enjoyed the ride. So it's a, okay, so it's a crap ride. And it's, no, I didn't like, say it's a really... crap ride. I enjoyed it for what it was. I enjoyed okay, it the, fails, the Okay, it fails at everything, at all the story beats it tries to set up, but it's still it's still a fun ride, yeah? It doesn't fail at every story beat. It just, it, 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 there have definitely significant issues it has with it, but I enjoyed it overall. I enjoyed the game. I implore others to give it a go and have their own opinion, not just be swayed by, <laughs> you know, everyone else saying it's crap, oh, because he's a crap on this thing. I mean, some, and some people have been tweeting me saying they've enjoyed it. That's fine. You, or some people yeah, say they hate fine. it. That's I, also fine. I've got no I problem with that. It. People can enjoy it as much as they want, but you can also have a critical opinion of the game being not very good. It's not. I mean, you can. Yeah, but I've I don't think it's games all, all, all or nothing. That... I have had a bit of a critical opinion about the game. I've said lots of things aren't good. I've enjoyed bits of, of the game as well, and that, that's overall. I've come out enjoying the game uh, much more than I uh, much more anticipated. It's not like. A, it's but then like, you've also said that not... my opinion of the game is unreasonable. Why? <laughs> it, I think yeah, everyone I mean, that knows I James, you've I will... clearly got like a bit of anti-David Cage agenda. I mean, just like from day dot, like that, that's hardly like a, a you know uh, a crazy bit of uh, a crazy opinion. Like that, that's but just how you've not, been with David Cage games from day one. They're not very good. He makes not very good games. 
Oh, okay. I mean, but I enjoy this one hugely. Okay, we've got another point. Oh, dear. Okay. No, no, go on. This, um. Well, there's no, there's, there's little point, is there? Because you're, you're not, uh, there's, there's no point in debating with you at all. Because you, I mean, you've come, you've, there's been like contradiction after contradiction, but yet you've admitted that it's not very good. You've admitted that, you know, it's, you know, it fails on almost every level as far as like storytelling goes, but you still enjoyed it, which is fine. You, you still enjoyed it, but I still don't understand why you still feel that my opinion is so invalid. I just think because you, you've you've clearly come to this game like and not given it the, the, the slightest chance. But actually, I, 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 we'll maybe come back to that. But one other thing I definitely want to discuss is like, uh, so I said there was a scene in this game that evoked The Last of Us. Right. You and were then, trolling by this point, right? So what? <laughs> you were trolling by this point, yeah? I, it's, I, like, you and Gary both were like, what, how can it possibly be? And I tweeted a picture to Gary of like, here's a scene in Detroit where there's like a Ferris wheel. Here's a scene in Last Us, where there's a fucking Ferris wheel. And I was like, do you see any similarity in this scene? And, and yeah, Gary's there's like, a Ferris and, wheel and, and, sure and, and, and two people Gary, in, in the same scene. But then the whole, the whole, those scenes are completely different. I just said and it also, evoked a memory. It evoked a, like, I, I think it felt like Alice and Carl against the world. It's, it obviously it's very, very similar vibe in Left Behind, the I mean, Last Us DLC. There's like, suddenly it's like, Piece, this, this piece of history from like the living world that they knew that's no longer here, but it's still there. They can still it's still like alive in this in their in their context, even though their world's been totally disrupted and smashed apart. And although it isn't end of world story for Alice and Carl, it certainly felt that way because every single human, every other character is anti android. It felt like it's them two against the world trying to survive and trying to get, get to their destination. Obviously, that's very, very you know apocalyptic and end of the world stuff is obviously a crucial key theme to The Last of Us and. I don't know. All I can say is, oh, oh, yeah, it evoked a similar memory. I'm not saying the writing's the same. I'm not saying it's a similar, similar part of the story. I'm literally saying there was a Ferris wheel. It was like a, it was a piece of their, their, the world they used to know transported or brought back into this new world that they've had to live in, and that's why it evoked a memory of that other game. Okay, so earlier on in the game, probably when a character picked up a gun, you were like, oh, this reminds me of The Last of Us. It's, this is very similar to that. No, because picking up a gun is just such a common element in in a million games, whereas a Ferris wheel in what felt like quite an <laughs> uh, apocalyptic uh, uh, setting. I mean, again, I know Detroit isn't that, but that's certainly the vibes I got given given the stories at that point. Like, a Ferris wheel is, is hardly like picking up a gun. A Ferris wheel's not in every single game. I'm not saying it's just literally the Ferris wheel. It's just that point of story, their story together. But Matt, the, the, the build-up to that part with the Ferris wheel in Detroit was is is one of the worst parts of the game. Like it's, yeah, I mean, it's stupid. I, the whole scene was, wasn't needed. But but I'm still saying so it's, exactly. So then, how can you say that it made you feel like you did when you played The Last of Us? I didn't say that. I said I said it evoked a similar memory, and because it looked the same. Because the, I just explained why. I'm not going to explain it again. I didn't, it's not just visual. I, I mean, <laughs> but even if it was, who cares? I just said it evoked a memory. So, I mean, would, would you agree that that the, the two scenes side by side? Are similar? No, I would. So, so two pictures of two Ferris wheels side by side. There's no, there's no correlation. They're at visually all. the same, but the context of what's going on in those scenes is completely different. I was, I was just thinking, and how they've also reached those scenes as well. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about their entire journey up to that point and whether that changes whether it is or isn't a fucking Ferris wheel in the scene. <laughs> Next point. Okay, one of the other points that you made repeatedly was that video game stories. Like that are good ones are few and far between. Like 
you you said here that you know Detroit, you know it's 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 good that David Cage is still doing this kind of stuff, you know, because there aren't that many like sort of good stories, and I don't think that's true either. I mean, it's still, as I've said repeatedly, it's still stuck in the two thousands, and it's like The Last of Us, Walking Dead, Life is Strange, and all that never happened. It's it's not an improvement, Matt, at all. I mean, just the the fact that he's still making these games, which are these like sort of narrative stories, they're still not good. They still haven't improved, and. You know, it, is it worth them sort of continuing like this? Well, when Heavy Rain came out, and I thought, oh wow, I can't. I mean, sure, we're gonna have a massive slew of these games, and I'm, I guess even in 2018, I'm quite surprised we didn't. I thought those were we trying to do. Maybe they felt like they didn't have technology or they couldn't be bothered. Obviously, we had games like The Walking Dead and Life is Strange, which is amazing, but. This is doing something a little bit different, because obviously Life is Strange is quite stylized. Walking Dead was incredibly stylized. This is obviously going for that realism angle. It's, you know, it's got the QTEs. Obviously, like Walking Dead sort of cut down on that. Life is Strange is less, more about sort of uh, engaging with, uh, sort of interacting with the environment rather than uh, sort of QTEs between, between characters, really. Um, and so it's a, it's a different vibe. But, yeah, I was just surprised. And I'm thankful that someone's trying to do do something a little bit different because no one else is, and I was just surprised. But that's not true. That's just simply not true that people aren't doing this. There's loads of like sort of story-based games like this now. But it's just there's not ones that have the amount of money that's thrown at David Cage games. But there are certainly better stories out there that deserve support. There are definitely better stories out there. But generally, would you say on on uh, overall the quality of video game stories is is hardly like every single one smashing it. I'm 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 no, afraid but- generally the 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 opinion of video game stories is that they you know uh yeah, the, the the great ones are fantastic, but generally the great ones are pretty few and far between unless you really like seek them out. But it's very easy to to play lots of crappy games uh, stories in games. Yeah, but you can say that about any medium. Like you yeah, can I say can. that about cinema. There's well, loads of terrible about cinema, films. I was arguing about games. Yeah, but <laughs> That's nonsense, though, because you're saying that like there's hardly any like good video game stories, which is just not true. There are lots of really good ones. Um, what am I saying? I, well, okay, well, obviously there are good stories, but overall, it, it, I, I think the 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 quality of good stories versus uh, bad stories, the bad stories weigh the good ones. And so, and I, felt, I think we're, I think we're still getting to a point with our video game narrative, where, where you know games like Last of Us and stuff are are, are bringing this, are bringing it forward, and 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 you know creating incredible stories. I'm not even saying Detroit is an amazing story. I'm just saying it's I'm not, happy someone story. is it's, doing something I mean, a little bit different. You're proving your own. <sighs> it doesn't make any sense, Matt, at all. I, I think at my point in the time, it's just I'm 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 glad someone's doing something a little bit different, and you know I, I'm excited to see what the next one but is. He's not doing something okay, different right, at all. We're going he's doing the nope. same thing since I'm 2000. I'm stepping just in. with better visuals. I'm stepping in now as mediator. We're going <laughs> over <laughs> the same <laughs> other games. We're going over the same points here. Have you got anything else to address, James? I mean, okay. The final. P- I mean, there is also the stuff about the branching storylines because. Oh yeah, Matt you, talked about this as being that, like. No, because it means that the <laughs> no. narrative cohesion falls apart. And you admitted that yourself. Like you said that you said that like trying the different options and trying the different pathways made the story have less resonance for you. Yeah, but I, I was still impressed with the with, with, with the sheer variety and a number of different uh, branching paths that this game offers. Yeah, but if even if there's branching paths, it's it, to be honest, it's a bit like what Gary said. If they're still going in like bad directions and they're still like poorly written, 
Why does it matter if there's so many but branching I, I, parts? Again, that was my argument. My argument was uh, it's in, it's enjoyable that a game has many different branching paths. I, I mean, w- w- whether the endpoint is vastly different or not, that you know, when I was discussing with uh, Sky from work, it was interesting that we could discuss a game and some scenes were totally different than his or mine. I didn't see some; he did, and that's interesting to have a discussion around the game and. Uh, and and, it was, and yeah, the flowchart, maybe, arguably, they could, at the end of the game, rather than every scene, that did sort of take you out of the experience. But, you know, it, it was interesting. And, and there's lots of different elements to the game. It, it was lots of different elements to each scene. And I thought that was just interesting, and I enjoyed it for that. Okay, I'll let you have that one, to be honest. because let so, you have oh, it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> no, there, there is an element to that, because it is, like, you know, it's your own experience. If you go back and try it again, that's up to you, um, yeah. whether it's going to destroy that or not. Yeah. Okay, last thing I've got to say is you did say, you said it's the easiest thing to do to hate David Cage games. Yeah. We've been over this a bit already, but as I just want to restate that, yes, and that's because they're not very good. And I've played them all recently. There's been, there's no evolution, there's no improvement. He's a bad writer, and that's why people say he's bad. There you go. Is that, I mean, why, do, why are you playing his games then? Because they're interesting to experience when you're streaming, aren't they? <laughs> Oh, okay. Because they're funny, Matt, mostly. It's the main <laughs> reason I played them. I played them for comedy value, not but, because I, mean, I third, find them 30, enjoyable or touching. Hour, like, comedy value for Fauna, that's quite, that's quite a lot for, com- for, for a gag, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's good value for money. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you, you do whatever you want with your time. Uh, I'm saying, yeah, it is the easiest <laughs> thing in the world to hate David Cage again. It's like, you don't have to have an opinion to do it. It's just, oh, David Cage is shit, isn't he? What, what, what do you mean you don't have to have an opinion to do it? You don't what have to mean? think. London, like, I, I mean, you know, people who are exactly going to every game, like, okay, I'm going to give it a totally, totally fair, uh, fair sort of whack. I'm going to see what it's like. It's just, it's, it's a lot, a lot of the same quotes. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a genius. Very, very far from it. it you know, like I said, like I said, Detroit <laughs> fails on a number of different, okay, a number of different reasons and themes. I'm just saying overall, I enjoyed the game way more than I thought it would. And I would certainly recommend it. And I'm glad I played it, definitely. And I think I enjoyed it more than Heavy Rain, actually. But again, I think, as oh, I said last time, I think if that wasn't for the Alison, Alison Carl's story, <laughs> who knows where I'll be right now. But it, that did happen, and I can't, I, I can't think of an alternative. So it did happen, and therefore I enjoyed the story. At least Heavy Rain had some intrigue. At least it wasn't just fucking boring, Matt. <laughs> that was the main problem with Detroit. It was, it was incredibly boring. <laughs> I didn't think it was. Imp- I, 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 liked the, I liked the pace it went along. Did, did you like wandering around looking for graffiti for ages? That, that was, was that, was oh that a good God. bit of the game? You, you said like it's fucking half an hour cleaning a room or whatever. It was like it was 15 minutes. I timed it. Not cleaning the room. I'm talking about trying to find yeah, the graffiti. That, that, did you really that enjoy that, that bit? It wasn't that long. I just, it was fine. It was just, you know, it, 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 it wasn't that long. I was like, you know, where's it going to take me next? I was, I was enjoying <laughs> where's it going to take me. I wasn't bothered. Where's it going to take me next? I wasn't bothered about it. Jesus. It's terrible. Right. Okay. Oh, are you satisfied think- now, James? Well, no, because I, st- I still... Well, I'm, I'm not satisfied because I still don't know why you have this thing against me disliking this game. You know, it's... I was, I was, was, I've got no problem with you enjoying it, thinking it was good, but I still don't understand why you think that my opinion is, is not valid because I've played a lot of David Cage's games. I mean, that's like... I mean, that is, again, that is Brexiteer logic. But you, like, you, this you, idea you, of, but like... But you've come you know, in, like... <laughs> I've come in on, you know, on... Uh, I, Let's say like a level opinion, like sit. I'm ready for the game to, just, you know, persuade or dissuade me, depending on how the game goes. You, you've come in at like minus twenty on an opinion before you've even started the game. That's bullshit. And you admitted yourself that I said a lot of positive things about the game. 
when I when I talked about it, which is true, I did, because yeah, yeah, there are things that I thought were good about okay. it. When I started minus 20, okay, the bottom the of being ringing, still minus 10. It doesn't matter, that was bullshit. Now listen, <laughs> you two. You are each now going to have one minute uh, to do your closing <laughs> statements. I don't need a minute. Okay, well, you get in a minute. Um, Matt, I will, I will, um, I'll, I'll give you a sort of starting sentence and I want you to, com- you've got 60 seconds. Um, Matt, you like, uh, Detroit Beyond Two Souls <laughs> because. What? No, what? Uh, well, and- Beyond Two Souls? <laughs> oh shit, fucking hell. <laughs> Detroit Beyond Two Souls, is that what I said? Y- yes, oh. it's de- You've blown my mind. You two have blown my mind. I've got, I've, I did quite enjoy that. But I mean, it did seem like <laughs> drunk outside of Weatherspoons <laughs> at two in the morning, just before James texts me to say he's not in the show next week. Um, right. So you've got you liked uh, Detroit Become Human, and James gave it an unfair uh, appraisal because you your minute starts now. I think James gave his game an unfair appraisal because he came in with an agenda before <laughs> before he <laughs> even started it, and clearly his opinion was skewed because not you know he's hated David Cage. I think a lot of listeners and ourselves I can appreciate James has had a a not great opinion of of David Cage since day one. I don't think this game has exactly changed his mind. I thought I've gone in thinking, oh, I don't know what this game's good about, whether it's good, good or bad, and I've enjoyed it. But, you know, James can have his opinion. That's fine. I can have my opinion. Um, and whether you think something's <laughs> bad or not, I, 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 I can't lie and say I thought it was bad because I enjoyed it. Um, and like I said, countless times, maybe if it wasn't for like the Alison Carl story, who knows where I'd be, but that did happen, and I enjoyed it, and I'd certainly recommend it. And uh, I think that's about it for me. Do I have them forty seconds? Dave? And your minutes up. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> well, I mean I'm not gonna but he's got the minute, but if he chooses yeah, to yeah, drop yeah. short, I'm not just gonna suddenly jump in. Right. <laughs> forty quid. James. Detroit Become Human is a terrible game and Matt is wrong because <laughs> your minute starts now. Detroit is a See, I don't want to say it's a terrible game because it's you not. It's not the worst game ever made, like not by a long shot. But by Matt's own admission, repeatedly, it fails on almost every level that it tries to like for the things it's trying to achieve. I mean, he's, he said it's less po-faced. I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure how. I mean, there's also the you know, there's all the stuff like the Holocaust stuff, the slavery, all of that. You know, he, he admitted that it failed on all those levels. I don't understand how he can have an emotional connection to a game that he has admitted is poorly written, has laughable parts in it that don't make any sense, and that also he completely ignored like story beats as well because they didn't fit in with his blinkered view of where the story was supposed to be going. And I don't know, it's it's as I said, it's not the worst game ever made, but it's not a good game. And I don't understand why Matt seems to feel so strongly that I went into it with an agenda because the only no, agenda because, I had stop, was that's it you've minute is up the only James your minute's up I mean James that wasn't really Matt your minute is done was that was your closing st- whoa 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 let's you're throwing punches after the bell and uh, you might get <laughs> dog points for that here's how it's going to work um, we're going <laughs> to I haven't told you this there will be a poll on Twitter 
<laughs> you, the listener, will decide who won that argument. You have no, that, twenty. That, that, that well, I've lost. It doesn't matter. It's game, game over. <laughs> whoa, 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 Matt. This is not. I mean, I uh, what I want you to do, listeners. Seriously, please, please, do not vote based on whether you like the game or not. Right? Let me make that clear. This is not what this poll is about. It's about who won this discussion. Right? <laughs> Treat it like a debate class. Try and be as neutral on the opinions as possible. Take the points that James has made, the points Matt has made, the who got one over on the other. Um, treat this like a boxing match, not. I can't think of another example. Don't, don't. <laughs> just, just try and treat it on the argument based on the argument, not what you think of David Cage or his game. Right? The tweet will go out. Shall we say Thursday evening, and we'll give them two days to vote, or is that too soon? Should we do it Friday and then over the weekend? Yeah. Okay. And it ends Monday. Tweet, yeah. The tweet will go out Friday. Over the weekend, please go to twitter.com and find that tweet and vote on it. I'm, I know who I'm voting for in that argument. I will not say who I'm going to vote for. <laughs> I'm going to keep that to myself. I know you're Sean, I'm for... sure that you'll be, uh, you'll be voting in this. Mm. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you never announce who you voted for. Let's keep that to ourselves. Yeah, like at, least in, yeah. at least until we need to bring that out maybe at the end of the year show where we're trying to barter for votes i think that might be might be a situation where we do that um but that's it that's no more of that discussion we're not going back to it um i i mentioned uh halfway through that so people that listen to that will know that uh there was a spoiler bot at the start of that discussion so if you didn't want to hear that welcome back to the show so we're gonna... did we even go into spoilers I no, don't think I'm we just, even touched on that particular no, thing, did we? I'm just conscious of the people that don't want to hear a d- d- prolonged discussion about Detroit to become human. To be honest <laughs> with you, Matt. So um, I'm I, I'm putting it there, putting it there as a courtesy. If you're listening on, on Dash Radio, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way of fast forward in that, but that's fine. Um, so yeah, are you? Are we? Are we all friends? How are we feeling about each other? Yeah, of course. Just can we move forward. It? James? That was awful. James, see, James it's is like... not going to be able to drop it. Matt is going to be... I'm not. It's because it's impossible to argue with somebody that you can't even... Like, won't even refute anything you're saying and just says, it's all my opinion. It's like, it's it's impossible. No, but James, most of your argument was, I can't believe Matt said this, I can't believe Matt said that. But... No, but then you didn't answer any of the and points like, that, that I said. That last minute was just, I can't believe minute... Matt. Okay, whatever, let's move on. <laughs> I wanted to let that go. I just wanted to let that go. I should have jumped in and said no. That's the end, but I wanted to let that go and see where it went. Right, okay. Um, should we get on to what other games we've been Jesus playing this Christ, week? It's, it's, yes. Please. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'll, I'll go. I'll be quick. Uh, I've Obviously, I've been playing a lot of Super Mario Odyssey. I don't know if uh, you saw my tweet in the week, but my son deleted my save, in which I'd even mentioned it recently that... Um, I wanted to keep it as 100%, so I logged in every now and then to do a few balloon runs and buy the latest costume. I had 999 moons, and I woke up in the morning, and Harry explained to me that he's now beating me at Super Mario Odyssey, and I said, how? He said, I've got 420 moons, and I said, yes, but I've got 999, and he laughed and said, no, you've got zero, um, because he deleted my save, and he saw my face <laughs> and instantly changed from a grin to almost bursting into tears because he realised how 
angry I was. Um, but now I am, I've completed the storyline within, well, I'd completed it like Saturday midday. Um, and it told me Friday morning that it's surprisingly easy to get to the end of the story in that game. Uh, <laughs> you could do it in no time. Um, and I've a hundred percented two kingdoms now. So I'm, uh, I'm plowing through. I'm plowing through. I will get back to, up to 999. I'm scared of some of the later challenges. Let me tell you that 500 moon challenge, Matt, not even the hardest challenge in the game. There's much harder than that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I know I'm going to get frustrated later on down the line, but yeah, no, enjoying it. Still an incredible game. Um, the main game I've been playing this week is Manual Samuel, which is a two year old Steam game, uh, that's been re-released on, uh, PlayStation, Xbox and the Nintendo Switch. It came out last week, uh, 9.99. Um, it's a side scrolling sort of action, game i i guess a side scrolling adventure game is probably the right way to put it um it's very short it's about two to three hours long um and the story is you control samuel who is a complete prick um he uh he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth um he uh treats everyone around him like pricks he doesn't he's never worked a day in his life because he comes from a rich family uh and he gets hit by a car uh he goes down to hell and he, ma- he makes um, he makes a, a deal with death uh that he can go back and he will get his life back if he's able to survive for 24 hours uh but doing everything manually and what that means is that as you're playing the game, you've got to make every single step um, with a button press. You've got to remember, like, keep the character breathing by breathing in on one button and breathing out on another. You have to keep him blinking. Um, and then there's all sorts of other uh, uh, silly tasks you have to do throughout the, the whole the whole game. Um, i got to say, it's far from a classic. There's, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot to turn people off here. I mean, a lot, I've seen, you know, people chatting about this game have been saying that the controls get extremely frustrating. Um, I can see why people would think that. I personally didn't have that feeling because I thought, well, that's part of the game. Like, you know what you're getting going into it. Oh my God, I can't believe I have to keep making him breathe in and out. You know, that's the point of the game. Like, that, <laughs> that's what the game is. If you're going into this thinking, um, anything different, then quite frankly, you're an idiot. Um, the, the humor that's used throughout, cause it is very, very, uh, um, you know, is tr- tries to pack it with humour, and I can see that turning a lot of people off because humour is very subjective. Anyway, mm. um, it made me laugh quite a bit. Um, I did, there's there's an angle that I don't think it quite nails. It's got a narrator throughout the game, and that narrator is clearly trying to um, imitate uh, the Stanley Parable uh, oh, yeah. uh, narrator, um, and it doesn't have the same sort of punch. To, uh, it doesn't have the same delivery that, that that sort of style deserves. Um, but there was this weird thing. And again, a lot of people will watch this and f- play this and think that this is ridiculous. But so the game is obsessed with the word feces. And I mean, rid- like crowbarring that word in at, at almost every sentence. There's just, I mean, it starts off with the, with death, just keep like falling over. He's trying to do a kick flip throughout the game. Uh, it's a running joke in the game. He's obsessed with skateboarding. He's trying to do a kickflip and he's never done it. It's a bit like Matt Murray, actually. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I love um, kickflip. Um, and he, he just, like, he'll just go, oh, feces. Oh, feces. Every time he misses it. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, cause they're swearing yeah. in the game, but they don't say fuck. They say feces. And 
it got to the point in my head where it, I genuinely found it quite funny. And there's a scene in a boardroom where there's like a businessman and he just, okay, guys, we're in deep feces. And so then that sort of broke the rule that it was just a phrase that Death was saying all the time and that actually this whole game is around this word, one word. Um, and for some reason it made me laugh. Uh, there's, there's, it does some really cool, that basically it splits up into different sections. So initially it's just you're walking, uh, and then you've got to wash yourself and go to the toilet and stuff like that. And that's all done with quick time events and stuff like that. And then you're in a car and death has switched your automatic car for a manual one. So you've got a, there's a button to put the, the clutch down, a button to move your hand from the steering wheel to the, um, uh, to the gear stick, uh, put it into first gear, then lift the clutch up as you put in the accelerator down and all that sort of stuff. That's probably the game at its peak. When it, when you're enduring that scene, the driving scene, and um, that's probably where the mechanics work the best because you're trying to do all that and then remember to blink and breathe. Uh, it's, that's where you feel that actually this is a really neat idea and I'm looking forward to seeing what sort of little scenarios that they put me in that's going to make me suddenly have to think about every button on the controller to keep Samuel alive. Unfortunately, it, ne it never really reaches that peak again. It's sort of the, the stuff that you're doing afterwards is either very clunky or just not as fun to do. Um, but it reminded me, the overall feeling of the game reminded me of, do you remember there was a period, Sean, before mm. indie games really got big um, on, you know, Xbox 360 and stuff like that. There was a period yeah. where you would get either a link to a game that was either a browser game or a download on someone's site that was a few quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be things like Passage or, you know, One Life. Uh, was it called One Life? Where you just... Oh, another one. One, one Chance. One Chance, one chance yeah, where, you, yeah, where yeah. the world was ending and you had one chance yeah. to do what you do. And then once that was over, that was it. It was stuff like that where... The initial idea was good. It wasn't fleshed out enough to become a full proper game. Mm. So you would find these games, enjoy them and put them away. Um, and that definitely has this feeling, which is probably its biggest stumbling point because if it was around five pounds for this game, I could understand, but it's nine ninety nine. Now, don't get me wrong. This game has more to it than those games did back then because there's a time trial mode and, you know, there's, a, there's other options of play in this. So, there is a scope to go back and try old segments again and um, all that sort of stuff. Um, but the initial idea doesn't outstay its welcome. It's quite good to play through. It's the perfect sort of, I'm going on holiday game and I've got a few hours of game time while I'm on holiday. I might as well play something from start to finish uh, and enjoy it. And, and that is perfect for this. Um, but... It doesn't go any further than that. So I think if you know going into this that it doesn't really expand on its initial premise and it doesn't really um, go anywhere that, that you wouldn't expect it to go, you know, it doesn't take mm. you from, by surprise in any major way after that driving scene. Um, I think it's an in enjoyable game. Um, and I, yeah, I, I would... I would say, yeah, I mean, if you're going away on a short trip, it's that sort of game where you want to play a game through in one sitting or, you know, on a train trip or something. It's worth playing. Hard sell at nine ninety nine. It is a there's no mm. getting around that. It's a hard sell at that price point. Um but I I I can't say it right off. And if if you've got a Nintendo Switch, there's a trailer for it on the um on the Switch store, I think. 
um, or on the news feed because Harry put it on this morning. And I've got to say, I, it was it was so fucking funny because all they've done is taken the original trailer from the Steam version and just put the switch over it. Like when it just, <laughs> it just cuts in, shows a picture of the switch and says, the switch. I was looking for the YouTube video so I could send it to you guys this morning because I was genuinely belly laughing towards the end of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say... If you're looking for something completely different to play, you're not expected to get frustrated with the basic premise of what this game is. Um, and you don't want it to sort of expand into something, keep like improving and, uh, and trying completely new thing, things throughout the game. Then you'll enjoy it. Um, uh, and that's, that's what holds it back from being a really, really good game is because it doesn't actually go anywhere. But for what it is, it's well worth playing through. Um, yeah, funny. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a shame to tell you. It, it, it does look... It, I, I do like the art style. Yeah, but uh, the art style wise, is very much yeah. like those old um, animated cartoons, you know, where everything sort of moves like... You know the ones. I don't really know the the right way of saying it, but they're actually... It's quite cartoony, but you can see that like limbs are on pins and they're sort of moving around. And, yeah. You know, it looks that sort of style. Um, and it pulls it off. I mean, it looks gorgeous throughout. Like the, I like the artwork and stuff. Um, the voice acting sort of varies. Like Some of it is quite good. Some of it is, is pretty bad. Um, death uh, borders on the offensive. But, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah, what, what I mean, I can't say anything else about it. I think, yeah, if you go into it knowing what the game's about, I think you'll actually come out enjoying it. Whereas if you go in thinking that it's something that it isn't, and I could see why you would get pissed off with this game. Um, but worth a look. Definitely check te- check out the trailer. And if you like the look of the trailer, then you'll probably like the game. I would, I yeah, would I'll, say I'll, that. I'll, I'll definitely check out the trailer. It's, 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 obviously, there's no demo. How long is the game again, sorry, did you say? Is that super Two, short? three hours. Yeah, it's very oh, short. Okay. It's very short. I did it in no time. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And that's out on, yeah, Switch and Xbox and PS4. So uh, check that shit out. Um, the other game that I've been playing this week, I played a little bit of For Honor, um, oh, yeah. which is a, a probably the most... But I can't believe it was made, Sean. Like, <laughs> in what way? It's, well, it's this medieval battle game. Like, if you've not heard of it, yeah. I'm sure you have, but it's like this medieval battle game with this really complicated um, attacking and defending system, which works very well. It is very much rock, paper, scissors uh, on the fly. So mm. if you see someone going for your bottom right, then you block to the bottom right. And then, you know, it's all about tricking uh, the opponent into what to, what to do. But the game modes I was playing was just weird. So the game mode that I played was essentially control from Destiny. Um, but you're these medieval guys, and then all of a sudden you're running to say it, and they've got this sort of Victorian announcer that goes, oh, was it? Zone B has been taken. <laughs> like, and I'm just going, this is bizarre, because you've got like the, it's as if they've taken this combat game and just gone, yeah, just make it like every first person shooter now forget about the game modes let's not do anything different with that and um, which is fine i guess um and i did quite enjoy it even though it is you know oddly slow pace there is mm. there is a really weird feeling sean when you're in a zone defending a zone and you're seeing a man like a sort of warrior or a knight or whatever running towards you very slowly and you've played these this game mode a million times in a million first person shooters and you're like 
I should be bringing up a crosshair now and just popping him in the head as he's running <laughs> up. But instead, you just stand there and wait for him to approach and then you attack. Like, <laughs> it's weird. It's just a weird, weird feeling because the game mode is so familiar, but the gameplay is so fresh and different to everything else you've ever played yeah. um, that it's just this weird sort of, it fucks with your head a little bit. Um, mm. I'm going to have to play a little bit more. It was on. It's currently free on Games with Gold. Ah, uh, I was hoping you were going to say you had it on PS4 because I've, I've still got it lying around somewhere. No, no, no. Uh, Games with Gold. So, um, yeah, I've been playing with my crew who have been obsessed with it since it came out, to be fair. They still play yeah. it on the reg. So, um, they're, they're, you know, a friend of mine has putting nearly 200 hours on it like he's obsessed with it so uh but yeah no i need to play it some more i got a surprising amount of kills for the my inexperience which i don't know is a good thing or a bad thing maybe it's just full of people downloading it for that weekend but uh <laughs> yeah we enjoyed it we enjoyed it and uh, I, i'm gonna go back to it later in the week yeah, yeah on, I, on. I gather it's another one of those ubisoft ones where bit of a shit launch but they have stuck by it and i gather yeah, it's totally. very different now yeah. they really have they really have stuck by it. and but but to be fair sean i've heard that it's not actually that different now maybe okay I'm, that apparently they have it just has still got an audience and um they're adding to it but i don't i don't think they've changed anything major to do with the game uh okay. they might have improved the you know the online stuff but uh it was running silky smooth for me so uh, yeah mm-hmm. really good yeah I've, uh, I'm I'm keen to get in a little bit more game time with that, although that's going to be difficult now because Shenmue is ready to go. Uh, <laughs> and I'm thinking of starting my stream tomorrow night, which I know is going to annoy Matt because that doesn't give us a lot of build-up time, but I think it's going to have to be those sort of streams. It'd be like uh, James's streams where he just goes, streaming tonight. Uh, because- when you say tomorrow <laughs> night, you mean last night? Last night, as you're listening to this. Yeah. yeah. I mean Tuesday. So... Because uh, I'm just thinking it's launch day tomorrow for Shenmue. comes out tomorrow. Oh, okay. So it's it'd not, be good to out. just do it on day one. It's out now. From that. Like Monday. Oh, really? I thought the embargo lift on Monday and then the game came out on Tuesday. It does. It's, I could last time I checked, it said it was it was ready to go in five hours, and that was about three hours ago. So I was actually going to say, can we finish right. early so I can get on so it? So it is launching <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so it's midnight, yeah, midnight tonight. Midnight. So yeah. I was right. There was no need to challenge me there, James. But thank you. Thank you <laughs> oh, for your whatever. input. What have you been playing, James? Mode. Uh, well, I've got three three games that I want to like. Bri- I mean, I, the first one I want to briefly touch on because we've talked about it like you know so much, and I don't want to just go over everything we've already been over, which was Hollow Knight. Because oh, I think you're going to say Detroit. No, <laughs> <laughs> never want to talk about that game again. But no, it's um, I finished the ho- uh, Hollow Knight while I was away, and I only got the bad ending, and I don't feel done with it at all. And I'm going to go back, but I needed a break because. The last boss, I see. I know Sean, you did it and had no trouble at all, and you did it. You did it like second time or something, right? The yeah. Well, although worth noting, it's not. It's not the final the boss. last yeah. boss. Yeah, it's the it's it's the boss you do if you want the rubbish ending, and then yeah. you know, and it is a terrible ending that you get if you if yeah. you do that one. But yeah. when I first went to him, I was like really badly like underpowered and everything. So I then spent another ten hours exploring and upgrading my character before I tried it again. And but that I enjoyed that more than anything else. Like that was my favorite part of the game was that was that ten hours because by that point I had like all the ability like you know all the abilities and just like going mopping up other areas really enjoyed that it's fantastic and I, I see I enjoyed the exploration I don't know about you Sean but I I enjoyed the exploration like more than the fights to be honest like more than the boss fights I like like finding new areas and stuff like that yeah I know what you mean um, just looking at the map and just being like oh there's a an exit 
to a room that I've not been through yet. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, just sort of peeking through. And it's like, oh, shit, the, this area is twice the size I thought it was. And, um, yeah, that that remains really enjoyable. Shall I briefly talk about where I'm up to with it? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, so, yeah, so I did that first last boss. And I was like, right, I want to get the other two endings. I chose not to give myself a break. And I am regretting it <laughs> because... Fuck me, the stuff that you have to do after the first ending is absolutely insane. Um, there's this whole section where, like, obviously it's a 2D platformer and there are bits of the game where there's sort of these quite, like, there's some tricky little platforming bits. And then basically, yeah, you get to this this one section where it's like, it's Super Meat Boy for about an hour. And... <laughs> It is fucking excruciating. Like, not only because, like, okay, so it's it's unbelievably difficult, but every time you hit an obstacle and it hurts you, you lose a bit of health. There's no way of recharging your health for, like, really long stints. So, like, you've got to be, like, like really on it for a long time. Um, sorry, a, a massive spider just dropped down next to me and I'm shitting it. Oh, fuck um, that. <laughs> I think I'm all right. I think he's just fucked off somewhere. Um, yeah, so you like, and there's like really fucking nasty sections where it's like, so say there'll be a segment where there's like three sections to it, and when you get to the end of the second bit, you unlock a shortcut, but that shortcut only helps you once you've done the first bit. So, <laughs> so you can do the first two sections, unlock the shortcut, and then if you die, you've still got to redo the first bit before you can jump to the third bit, and it's just like for fuck's sake, like if you're gonna let me unlock a shortcut. Let me unlock it from the start to the bit I'm up to, if that makes sense. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just, it makes, like, it just reminds me what a good game Celeste is. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, it's hard, but, like, there's no live system. Just fucking, every time you get hit, you just straight back to the start. Have another go. There's, you know, upbeat music, and it's just, it's fine. Like, just keep trying. You will get it eventually. Whereas this just felt mean like it just feels really nasty and like i don't know um so anyway, I, 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 has that like somewhat tainted your experience up to now or you, you, can, ha- you can push through it it has soured it a little bit i mean i've done it i've done that. that bit um and then yeah so now i'm on the actual final boss which is also a complete fucker um so now i am like I was like, I'm at like 94% completion, but there's a few items and a few charms and stuff I've still not got. So I think I'm now going to slow down. There's new DLC coming out in, I think, a couple of weeks. So I might just stop playing it, let the new DLC come out, and then like just sort of come back to it somewhat fresh faced and do the DLC and just like enjoy that and then try again with the final boss. But it's, yeah, fucking hell. Like, I. <laughs> It's one of those things like where I was like, if I just decided, if I just got the first ending and just went, right, that's it, I'm not going to do the extra stuff. Because that's what I did with Celeste. I never did the the core and stuff. I just went, I was like, do you know what? I enjoyed that ending. I think playing any more is going to stress me out. I'm just going to stop. And I, f- yeah. I felt legitimate. Um, I, whereas I here, love Celeste and I also didn't go to like the um, the chapter eight or basically the one after the ending. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I gather it's it, very but... good. And I, yeah, like my one day I might go back but at, yeah at the time i was like you know what i'm happy with that whereas this was really like no i want to keep going i want to fucking don't do this properly um and i yeah i regret just carrying on like that i think james's approach is is probably the way to go 
Um, the only thing I'm worried about with that is that if I go back later, the skills that I had will be like not that great anymore. <laughs> diminished. And then, yeah. yeah, then it would be like take a while to get back into the like the groove again. Yeah, I mean, the th- I think the thing that, that was really shit about the the tough platforming bit I was talking about is that like it feels like it's suddenly asking you for loads of skills that you just haven't developed all that much. Like if it was like you know like a, a difficult boss fight at the end, fine, I get that. Like games had boss fights all the way through it and loads of fighting and stuff. And yeah, there are sort of bits of platforming, but there are literally there are some screens on it where I was just staring at it like I haven't got a fucking clue how this is meant to be even possible. And and it just feels so above and beyond what the rest of the game does. Um, that I, yeah, just felt a bit nasty. I thought it sounds like but, a shame, man. It sounds like it's yeah, let, let itself down a bit. It, it, yeah, it is a bit. And never mind the fact that later on, after I'd done it, there's like videos on YouTube. It's like, oh yeah, there's loads of skips just built in, but they're just like bits of wall you can just hit, and it on un- like unlocks like a secret passage and stuff. But you would never know. Like, unless you'd either just spent ages hitting all the walls or watched a YouTube video. Also, you don't want to use so, that because it would still be yeah. on the play, wouldn't it? It's part of well, the Well, exactly. You'd still, still, like, yeah, still feel like cheating. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, I, you know, I could just watch the ending on YouTube now. Literally, all I've got to do is this final boss. Um, But to have put in so much effort and then, I don't know, to, yeah, yeah that, you can't I would do feel that. like I've cheated myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're so, a legitimate that's person. That's a shame. Yeah, still on my plate. Still on my plate. Sorry, James, go on. So, yeah, I mean, as I said, I was, I'm was i quite happy at the moment to have just left it for a bit. And, I mean, I still have very, very like positive feelings about it. And if it could be, it would be my game mm. of the year. But, yeah, it, it can't, obviously, because it came out last year. But the other game... Well, got an email about that, but we'll get to that. <laughs> the other game that I played this year, though, like this year, this week, like I have completely horrible feelings about, and I... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk about this now. Uh, you see, this is a game that I'd had my eye on for a while, like on the eShop. Mostly, I'd admit because of character art, and I was hoping because I was hoping it was going to be like Detention, you know, the one that I talked about before by like Red Candle Games, and this because this mm. is by a South Korean developer that's called Devespresso, and it's called the Coma Recut. And it's a 2D horror game, like again, similar to Detention, you could say, set in a high school at the end of a term during final exams. But that's kind of where I feel the similarities like begin and end because it's a completely different style of game because it's it's much more sort of like jump, you know, jump scares, horror, you know, that kind of thing. And it's I mean, the way that the game the game works is that during an exam the player falls asleep and you wake in this like alternative version of the school and he's chased by his homeroom teacher who's been this like who's become like a psychotic killer. What's really irritating about this is that your character has no offensive weapons. There's no way that you can like fight back at all. The only thing you can do is hide. You just have to like find lockers and stuff to hide in. And she appears like seemingly at random and you just have to like run and hide and avoid until she like goes away. The reason I was interested in this is because from the screenshots I was expecting like more story, like more dialogue options and that kind of thing and you know there was going to be like a sort of a mystery to uncover and it's true that there are notes that you pick up and the conversations that you could have so that you can kind of piece together the story but the gameplay experience is so horrible because i found the controls are completely like i found them completely unresponsive on the switch that 
I just frequently died like all the time. Like you'll there'll be this sudden shriek, and then she appears like running onto the screen, and then you, all you can do is you can run or you can like roll or whatever. But roll often doesn't work, so you end up just sort of like either standing there and then she just hacks you to pieces, or if you're trying to get into a locker, like you're hammering A to like try and get in there and nothing happens, and then she just like slaughters you or you get into the locker and then for some reason you get out again and then she still kills you or whatever and it's just (laughs) it's not scary it's just really irritating like really really irritating but for some reason I still felt the need to finish it and I did but with the bad ending and unlike like with Hollow Knight I've got no intention of going back to this I I was (laughs) so happy when I'd finished it because and I don't even know why I finished it it's completely pointless because it was just such a terrible game that you know such a terrible experience i felt and that i just i don't know why i continued i don't know why i did it i've got a problem with this i just i find it really difficult to like to give up on stuff and for some reason i just felt the need to keep going and i mean the thing about the game is i mean i've been reading like doing some reading about it and like people are saying oh you know it's a commentary on how bad the pressure is for those going through high school and career and all this sort of thing so it's like trying to emphasize you know the, the stress and everything you go through but it's got none of like the subtlety or like intrigue that you got from like detention, and I don't know. I just it, I didn't find it enjoyable at all. I, I wasted two hours of my life on this game, and I feel <laughs> bad that I did. It's it's not a good game. It's pretty terrible. Yeah, Damn. Oh dear. Well, at least it's only two hours. Jesus. Yeah, but it's just it's just the controls. It, that was the worst thing. Maybe it plays better. Imagine if James is like that about every game, like a two hundred hour. RPG. I hated every second of it, but I just had to fucking <laughs> I get like that with some stuff. I don't know why. I just, it's a problem. David Cage games, for example. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, I had to push up, still push my way through all of that. It's, um, mind you, you're going to do the same thing with Shenmue 1 and 2. Yeah, so, God, yeah, I'm going to have to force myself through that shite. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely, James, I'm genuinely going to go into it trying to get into the story and everything. I will totally give it a chance. I promise you. I promise okay. you that. Okay. Um, the other You'll game- see on the stream. Go I on. won't, but anyway. You will. I'll get tweets from people anyway, so it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's definitely that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> Who's going to be the first one to tweet you about it, Dragon? I don't know. I've no idea. Affine. <laughs> Should be all over it. Should tweet you daily. David did this today. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Tomorrow. Go on. So the last game I played, which I played last night, was the final, it's the episode one of the final season of The Walking Dead. Um, oh man, the, the awesome. Telltale one that's come out because it's it's only the other episodes. Wasn't there like more than four episodes before? I seem to remember the first one had five, five episodes. No? Yeah, yeah, I think it's five. Well, this one's only got four, and also they've they've actually released a schedule, haven't they, for the first time ever? Yeah, it's like why weren't they doing so in earlier seasons? That's why people were dropping off them because yeah. if you remember correctly, the season one they were um, it was getting delayed like. Constantly, they would say, "Oh, it's coming out at the end of such and such," and then yes. it would keep getting delayed. And we've got a schedule now, so that's good. Yeah, it's going to be finished. I think it's uh, December will be the final episode will come out, and then apparently they're done with with this, which is probably not a bad thing. Although I did enjoy this. Like, I mean, I finished the first episode last night, and I mean, the first thing that is really obvious is that they've. To me, it looks like they've fixed like the game engine problems because. Although it doesn't look amazing, it's still significantly more stable now. And they've changed the camera angle so that it's like over like Clementine's shoulder for like whenever you're like moving right. around. 
So the navigation now is a lot more sort of consistent. It, it, I wouldn't say it feels like like Resident Evil Four or whatever, but it's it is more. It's easier to sort of see where you know where you're going and you know, what you what there is to pick up rather than you know before how you'd like Was go it into fixed areas. angles. Say again. Wasn't it fixed angles, fixed yes. cameras? Yeah, yeah, and so that was always a bit irritating because you were never really sure if you were like you know scanning everything and everything. But with with it how it is now, it's 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 a lot better. Wow! So they fundamentally changed it for the last series. Yeah, okay. and I mean, what's also interesting is that it seems like this season is trying to sort of mirror the first season because I mean, you guys haven't played. You haven't have you played two like seasons two and three? I can't remember. Um, I think Matt played season two. I- I I I started season three. I think I'm like two or three episodes in, and I stopped. Yeah, so I got I'm, I got I'm, halfway I through season, season two and stopped. As well, so I'm not. I should just crack on with them. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's there's good and bad like in all of those, but I mean, because I mean, basically, it's you know, it's the story of like Clementine growing up, obviously, and like getting you know, getting a, getting older, and now she's she's kind of taken on. They're they're kind of mirroring the first season because Clementine is now acting in the same role that Lee kind of was in the first series, in that she's protecting a, a younger child. But what's interesting about that is that the child is... The child that she's bringing up was born after the disaster. So his reaction to like the world and what she's trying to teach him is quite different to how she was with Lee. And what I mean, obviously, it's got the whole thing like where she's trying to teach him things that are important, but he doesn't really understand why they are. Like... Things like manners, respect, like respect for life and stuff like that, you know, that she's sort of trying to teach him, but he's like, why? You know, it's, it doesn't really matter, you know, why is it not okay to kill people and things, you know, things like that. And I mean, but also the game, it, this, the first episode anyway, focuses like almost entirely on children and how they're trying to sort of figure out how to live without any adults around. And, because I mean that's been one of one of the main themes of like series two and three is there's always been this sort of like corrosive effect that you get from adults making like you know poor decisions or you know selfish decisions and stuff like that, and whereas the children are looking at this from a different perspective because they've grown up with it, and so for that reason it does feel a fresher to me i i feel I feel a lot happier playing this than yeah, I did. Yeah, it seems so. like, it sounds like an interesting angle to yeah, take. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like, I like the fact that she's teaching him the things that maybe she was taught because she knows the world how it was, and yeah. yet the kids she's looking after that has no care for that. But this, and it, it does, as I said, it, it feels a lot fresher uh, because this, because I felt like the last season, like New Frontier, I really felt kind of it was really played out by that point. But and with this, like the shocking choices in commas that you always get with these games, like they still feel a bit played out with this. But with this. Like the 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 end of the first episode of this, it's got one of the best final scenes like in any of the episodes I think, like of any of the series so far. It's it's really good, like the the ending to it, and I'm really keen to see how it pans out. And it's, I mean, you know what you're getting with these games, but this is the first time that I felt that they have that they are sort of going in a in a slightly different direction, and it is becoming more interesting again to me um, because they're looking at it in a different way. It's so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to episode two anyway. Yeah, I, I love the first series. Series two, I, I enjoyed, and by the third, I was just bored. I guess at that point, but I, you know, part of me, you know, is unfinished business. I do want to see how the story ends. Yeah, I have. So there's five episodes. Was there in series three? Uh, I think so. No, Probably. I think series three was four. I can't remember. I mean, they had all those. Well, yeah, other I can't ones even remember well. there being series three. I, I remember be. the McConey stuff, but that was it. Or Michonne. Michonne, yeah, they they did like the Michonne yeah. mini series. Yeah, they did that, and they did they did a bunch of like mini, like tiny episode ones that were kind of linked to this. There was the four hundred days as well that was like linked with series oh, two, that's right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then the new frontier was the last one, which 
it's it's set up it was set up well but i i felt very sort of unsatisfied by it by the end it was um i really didn't like the way like the kind of character like clementine had become in that game whereas this this how she is now feels much more like a real evolution of what she was in like series two and series one so so do you feel like there's a need to play those sort of in between series mini game things do they you, are they is it really just a backstory but it doesn't really affect if you've played the first series, you could probably jump in here actually, because you you'd know like most of the most of the callbacks that there are are related to the first series rather than like the other two series that there's there's been in between. I think you you probably could jump in here and it'd be it'd be fine. Right. But yeah, it's it's good. It really is good. I mean, I I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to it. It's um yeah. Cool. All right. You done? Yep. That's me. Um, Matt. Yeah. So I was playing one game this week. I'm playing Guacamole Two. Um, did any of you guys play the first one? Yeah, loved yes. it. Yeah, first one was amazing. I played it on Vita when it when it, I think basically whenever it came to PS Plus. But the first game came out in 2013, uh, and and now the second one's out. So th- this is the first time that I, I, we we got um, review code and actually got got given like two weeks early. Um, and so for, for the first time in a long time, I was actually had to, actually had to play a game where I couldn't look up a guide. <laughs> <laughs> and it was quite scary because uh, this game is is quite tough. So if you don't know about anything about the game, it's a sequel to the first one. It's a Metroidvania uh, style game. But it's all like it's almost like a two D fighter. It's like a platformer as well. Um, a lot of say the fighting moves you use also are you, know, you also use them to sort of navigate the environment. Uh, you know, because you might use like a huge uppercut to get uh, you know uh, above and above and over platforms and whatnot. Uh, you you still play this guy called Juan, who's like a luchador, and there's like it's actually a really similar story to the first one. But anyway, basically, you you need to navigate the environment, and you also need to go between realms as you did with the first one to ultimately defeat uh, uh to, to ultimately defeat the bad guy. Now, I, I, so I played the first one in like 2014 or whenever it came out on PS Plus. It's a long, long time ago, but as I've been like playing this, I've been I've been trying to look at how the old game was because at first I thought it doesn't really feel that different. It's it's uh, it, it, even a lot of the locations are the same because you're still in that same sort of environment. Um, but but what it does do differently is that it had like graphically I think it looks it looks a lot lot better. It's the same style, sure, but like lighting wise, it looks fantastic. I think and it looks it, it, like even the first one's absolutely gorgeous, like really really vibrant colours. Uh, but they've done they've, they've done something subtle. I'm not quite sure what it is, but it just it like the um well actually officially it's got a new rendering engine. And although on first glance, a first like glance, it might just look like another gorgeously brightly coloured game and quite similar to the first one. I think I think we're done with like smoke and other different like, particle effects. I think it looks I think it looks fantastic. Uh, it, even even though even though you might not think it's like a drastic different different distant uh, different story from the first one. Um, the upgrade system's a bit different this time. The last time you just like collect, you just, um, you just gained, uh, new power ups. Now there's like, like trainers dotted around the environment and each of those trainers, they have like a set of, set, set of skills which you can buy and you get coins by defeating enemies and defeating bosses and whatnot. Um, well, so, um, obviously recently I played Celeste and th- this game, uh, it, it reminded me a lot of Celeste in terms of uh, it does have some really really hard platform and the platforming ultimately doesn't get quite as hard as Celeste but it always ha- it all does also have um some platforming elements which are almost identical to Celeste like there's parts of Celeste towards the end where you um you basically ha- you can hit these like little gem little like green gems in the air and those give you another jump and this has that as well so. Yeah, okay. 
they're also bits just like Celeste where also I've been navigating tons of the environment without hitting a single platform because I've been you know training jumps together doing double jumps and doing a special move then hitting these like these elements in the in the air so I can like chain them and chain them and chain them so uh it, it has a lot of those elements it, like I say it doesn't quite get as hard as Celeste which is which is good and uh I never really became stuck and that's the thing I was crap myself about most because I thought I can't there's no guys I can't just look on YouTube for, for this and there's one boss near the end it wasn't the final boss uh, there's one boss like two or three bosses before the end and I was like god this is suddenly really really ramped up in difficulty I don't know what I'm gonna do I mean I stuck through it and I wasn't stuck for like more than like half an hour really if that but uh, yeah it was it's was, it was quite a unique experience to have to play this without any guides around to to save me uh, which is often usually the case um, someone just but, collapsed yeah that was me kicking something by accident yeah <laughs> <laughs> Just the rage is finally sweet. Thinking about the yeah, but yeah, but but basically, this has got the same amazing humour from the first one. It definitely knows itself. There's even like references to the first game. Um, Yeah, um, yeah. I'm uh, I'm not I'm not going to spoil it, but there was certainly some particular bit of feedback about the first game, and this is referenced in the second one. It, it's, it's got it's got great humour. It's got um, yeah, the, the writing is great. The music is really fantastic. I've still got the music now in my head. Um, it, is it, it as it, good as the first? I think the first the, the first one I, I played on Vita, and so like control wise, it never felt as strong, and it doesn't feel as strong as it does now. Um, I, I I and but it in terms of actually com- comparing it, I love the first one so much. This feels like more the same. So in many ways, it feels like less of a surprise, but it's definitely a more refined game. How and does it deal with the, the the issue of dropping? Like, obviously, you've got to drop down to no power ups that you'd built up for for the first game. How does it deal with that? Yeah, so so uh, this is basically like um, many many years in the future. So in the first one, Hawan was like a farmer. He started off as a farmer. He got he got like the luchador. Uh, mask and he sort of gained his powers from there. Now he's like a retired, he's a retired luchador. Uh, and then basically some crazy portals open and, uh, he's ready to have dinner with his family, but he gets sucked into the portals and he had, it just all starts from there. But because there's these new trainers dotted around the environment, uh, it, it, I, I guess, I guess that's what explained there. He's basically meeting new people and regaining the skills because he's like an older, older guy now. He's retired. He's sort are of those lost, sim- lost very those similar skills. skills to what you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, almost all of the moves are, are, are from the first one. So it's still got like the frog slam. It's still got the rooster up a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, a lot. It's still got, uh, t- t- obviously it's got tons of traversal where you change into a chicken. Uh, so, um, yeah, you're either uh, Juan the Luchador, or you might try. Yeah, you might have to go to go into chicken mode or rooster mode, whatever it's called, to to navigate through through tiny little spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the, the, the um, the, yeah, as I said, there's loads of these trainers around. You get those different skills, but it does feel very very similar to the first one. But having said that, the first one was fantastic, and if you played the first one, I liked it. You'll absolutely love this. Does uh, it do enough like- to justify the sequel? Oh, yeah, I, th- I think definitely, yeah, because the first one just, well, for me, it just came from nowhere, and I absolutely loved it. It was, um, I, I think to remember the other one being harder, or, but, but who knows, it's such a long time ago now. But yeah, I mean, um, I played it on PS4, and it's, it's much better to play it on the pad than, than it ever was on Vita, but yeah, it's got same humor, same, same gorgeous graphics, uh, I, I mean, um, better graphics of anything same amazing music if you love the first one uh i'll definitely recommend it so you haven't played this game before or i haven't played the first one before uh this was like a great one to jump into yeah i thought it was fantastic absolutely fantastic uh and that's cool. what we're playing this week because i had to make sure i got that finished before today 
I forgot to mention, have you have you started Overcooked two yet? Uh, I got it downloaded, played a little tiny bit because it's like uh, on on the on the coach on the weekend. But no, uh, I'm playing. Yeah, I'm playing no, I, I played that for a little bit over the weekend with Joe and Harry, and it was fucking hilarious. We yeah. we, we yeah. need to do a stream on that. Yeah, because I also started playing Yoko's Island because I got I've got code for that, but I had to make sure this uh, this was finished. okay. Yes, yeah, so I, right. I got like hold um, that off. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I what's that, what's that sorry? I was going to say hold it, but what, what were you going to say? I don't know. I've barely touched this, so I'm going to talk about it more more next week. But just the fact that we got it's like I got it two weeks earlier. I thought this is amazing. I can like take my time. And then last week was Detroit, and then this week I've been like away on the weekend, so I had to like crush this over like, a few a few days. It took me like twelve hours in the end, which I mean I was looking for like how long the first one took, and everyone and, like how long to beat was often around ten hours. I think it took me way longer, but yeah, this is a good twelve hours, um, and I, I highly recommend it. Cool. All right, Sean. Uh, just a couple of short ones because I've already ranted about Hollow Knight. Um, so last yeah. week I mentioned buying Neo Atlas 1469 in the sale. Oh, yeah. For those who missed it, this is this weird game where you're you're in Europe in in the 1400s and the rest of the world hasn't been discovered yet, and you're sending out ships on little voyages to discover the rest of the world and then report back. And there's also like a quite a rudimentary sort of like you're running like a trading company. Um, so you're sort of discovering towns and they've all got resources and then you're figuring out like trading routes and stuff. Um, and yeah, and like the trailer sort of sells it on the fact that like, you know, you send these voyages out and as well as just discovering like what the terrain looks like, they occasionally come back reporting like really weird, stupid stuff like sea monsters or or finding the edge of the world because it turns out the world's flat. Um, but you can choose whether or not to believe them. And if you believe them, then whatever they said is true and becomes like a, a permanent part of the game world. And if you don't, then it just disappears and you can explore that area again and potentially find something different. My worry is that, as interesting as that sounds, like I wasn't sure how it, how you know fun it was actually going to be to play and those fears were well-founded. It is unfortunately... <laughs> a bit boring a lot of the time like occasionally you'll find odd things um but a lot of it is like you just have to send a ship out in a direction and then they go in a direction and then they come back and they go we went this far and then we found land and then we came back and there'll just be like a bit of land so then you're like right okay so now i've got to send another ship out and sort of go in that area but in a slightly different way and then oh they've found like the bit of land next to the bit of land that i already found and <laughs> uh, yeah, gets a bit tedious, unfortunately. Um, That's a shame. It is a shame. It like it is still like just about quirky and weird enough to sort of get away with it. Like there is still this like ah oh, yeah, but if I send them out again, I might find something weird. Um, but there's really not a lot of weird stuff to find. It is mostly just like oh, I found a bit more terrain, and here's a town that has got salt. And you can trade that if you want. Um, so yeah, they're, they're kind of a shame. But I mean, it was one of those games where I don't, I don't think anyone, like hardly anyone's even reviewed it. And I wasn't going to, because it looked like one of those things that like maybe most people wouldn't like it, but I thought I would get it. Um, but it's just, yeah, just not that good, unfortunately. That's a blow. Yeah. Uh, on the up, uh, we also got Jackbox Party Pack 4, which was in the this this uh, Switch summer sale. I think it was about a tenner. Um, yeah, I went to my brother's over the weekend and had a go on that. And it, like, it's always so weird how every like every Jackbox Party Pack is worth having, but the games are always about 50-50, aren't they? Like, there's usually a couple of, like, 
like some that are amazing and then a couple of complete shiters like you can't even believe that they thought it was worth including it um so fibbage three is on there fibbage is still very good um like so yeah i'm quite happy with more fibbage there was one called civic doodle which is like the idea is that you're going around this town and like so each round is like oh yeah so someone's like spray painted this on a wall and it'll just be like a really basic like a little triangle or something so then two people have to like draw more stuff um on it and then everyone else votes on who did the best drawing and then basically you keep doing rounds like that yeah and you just keep adding stuff basically um like sometimes it sort of guides you a bit but sometimes it doesn't and it's just yeah it's good that is that is pretty good fun um and then yeah in the end it like gives you a, a shot of like you know like whatever you've painted is actually like sort of convincingly like photoshopped onto an image of the town somewhere and that's pretty funny um but then there's one uh there's one called like monster seeking monster which is like it's like a dating app but you're all monsters and like you have to like each round you have like you can message the other people in the game but everyone's secretly a monster which and like the kind of monster they are gives them like a secret ability um and it's all about like amassing hearts from other people like so yeah, at the end of every round so yeah you talk to each other and then you decide who to date and if two of you agree to date each other you both get like a heart and then the mo- person with the most hearts at the end wins but say you know like i was so i was a leprechaun which meant that every time i dated someone i gave them bonus hearts but actually they were fake and at the end of the game it would be revealed that those hearts were fake and didn't count and it would readjust the scoreboard uh, that game feels like quite a long one or was that yeah well we didn't even get to the end of it because it was rubbish because because oh, <laughs> it's like oh yeah like you know message other people and try and get them to date you but there's no like there's no prompting beyond that so i'm sat in a room with my wife my brother and his wife and i'm just like <laughs> what so am i meant to message my sister-in-law being like hey do you want to go on a date with me it's weird yeah <laughs> what are you supposed so to say yeah so i just messaged my brother saying like do you fancy a shag um <laughs> Chloe, you and thought you james's just... situation was awkward on holiday <laughs> you know that, that takes it to the next level like if it you know if it was like there was just like some pre-made messages so you could just be like oh well yeah that's obviously just stupid and funny i'll just send that and, and there's no like characteristics of each monster you can comment on saying no yeah because you oh. don't know what monster everyone else is you're just like normal people and it's revealed at the end what monster you are and like like if two people like okay so every round it'll pick like two people and it'll like show their conversation that they had which is quite funny but then equally there were rounds where i'd had a funny conversation with someone but then i just wasn't picked for that round so no one got to see it and you're just like well, that sort of, sort of feels like a bit of a waste <laughs> so yeah it doesn't really work um but there's but there's also one called survive the internet where literally every round is just like basically you all write like a comment so it'll you know they'll they'll be like it'll give you an example where it'll say like oh yeah write a comment on a story like a new story entitled this and you write something and then someone else gets that comment and they're like right write a new headline to go with the comment oh, okay this sounds great so yeah so you can write something that totally trips someone up and makes them look like horrifically racist or or whatever um and that worked that works really well it took us a couple of rounds to get our head around the like how it worked but it yeah that was pretty fun so yeah it's just another weird one where it's like literally half the games you're just like why have they even put 
this on. I don't. <laughs> yeah, so, so obviously there's a fourth one, and yeah, as you said, like some are great, some are some are bad. But yeah, it, it, feel, it almost feels like. And so if you own all four, you can't sort of create your own pack, can you? You can't. You can't like. Do you can't, It almost feels like you wanted to download Jackbox Party Pack, and then you pick and choose the ones from. Do you know? I'm sure packs. that like on Steam, they did let you buy them individually. Yeah, that, and then you've got your own party pack just full of games you want, and that yeah, you can I'm, play pre- I'm pretty sure they did on on PS4 as well. Okay. Right. Okay. I could be wrong, but I'm. Hmm. Yeah, I could be wrong actually. I don't think they have on Switch because again, which makes you wonder if they're just like, look, half these games aren't any good, but if we just stick them in a pack. Yeah, but people, people are going to buy them because they know yeah. previously they've got two games out of it. Exactly. Yeah. So as long as you go in knowing that you're paying a tenner for two, like probably two good games, and then maybe some okay ones and some shit ones. Yeah, but it shouldn't really be like that, should it? Like, say, this is the fourth one they've done. You'd think they would be getting some real consistency now. Well, yeah, but I mean, but. games have done that for a while. It's not that's not unique to that, is it? Yeah, true. Know what I mean? Yeah, um, but yeah, like, obviously, like EGX, definitely looking forward to playing this with you guys. So, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that's me. All right, that's cool. all of us. Now we're running really, really late this week uh yeah. for obvious reasons what do you want to do should we just do a few questions and try and carry a few over yeah okay should we, do. should we do tweets or i mean you have there's some great emails we should cover now and aren't time sensitive uh, there are some pretty good emails let me hang on let's 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 do like i'll just do one email and then a couple of tweets johnny bull he says hi guys love the show etc etc my friends and I tried out GTA Online a while back and all bounced off it incredibly hard due to getting immediately destroyed by every 12-year-old that spends all his pocket money on flying cars with homing missiles. We all loved the idea of it, but just couldn't see the attraction of the public stuff once we'd loaded in and we were getting constantly spawn-killed. The game design appears to revolve around spending actual real-world cash to get really powerful weapons and then just griefing everybody you can. It's actively encouraged in some of the DLC and just pushes casual players like us away from it. I recently decided to give it a go again and accidentally discovered that there are ways of getting public lobbies where just you and your mates can play for hours without anybody else loading in. It means we can do all the stuff that's normally locked off in private lobbies without getting instantly smashed to pieces every time we try and do something entertaining. We're having hours of fun just doing all the PvE stuff as a team without interference. It's really odd and we're pretty sure it's a glitch but we don't really care as it's giving us the game we wanted all along. It almost reminds me of when my brother and I used to find strange physics bugs in the older GTA games and would compete with each other, passing the pad back and forth trying to see who could get the weirdest results. We'd do such things as ram a car into a swing set and wait for the physics to bug out and fire our cars across the map. And oh, I, to... I remember that, that <laughs> swing set specifically. We spent an evening doing that, didn't we? On yeah, yeah, I was doing that. That was great. Uh, it's not what they designed, but it's great fun. So my question is this. Uh, do you have got, uh, do you guys have a game that you just did not get on with until you discovered an unintended way of playing it that actually made it fun for you? Thanks, Johnny Ball. Well, I suppose the big example of it, I've, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, was Midtown Madness on the original Xbox. Was yeah, it Midtown yeah, yeah. Madness 3? Yeah. James, do you remember this period? I do, yeah. I remember well, we were all playing this, but none of us were playing the in-game modes. We would literally just go in on free mode and trying to find as many glitches as possible because those ones... The good thing about those glitches is that they required real skill to pull off. Like in GTA 4, it was just, let's go to the swing and sort of see when it fires us up into the air. This one was like, no, you have to make sure that you hit this ramp at the correct speed, at the correct angle, and you will fly through that window of the building and start driving around outside. So six of us would all be trying to do that until we all got through. 
I don't know why. I don't know what the goal was. <laughs> but there was that. And also, of course, uh, Crackdown. Like, the stuff we were doing Crackdown, it was just like a massive sandbox that we'd fuck around in and try new stuff. It was great during during that time as well. So, yeah, they're the two examples that spring to mind for me. Sure. I mean, for Midnight Madness, I mean, GTA Online, PC. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, GTA Online was definitely a massive one because we used to come up like in grand theft auto 4 playing that online we used to just spend ages just doing things like how many police cars can we fit into this nightclub and <laughs> like doing this one thing where sure, you know you could, like that. you could you could climb up the like the ladders onto the billboards above the road so you'd like you get one person to climb up and then jump off and then they would obviously like they would land on the floor and die and then people would take it in turns climbing up and then trying to jump and land like directly on their body. <laughs> just don't know. That seemed really funny. I know, um, it's crazy, isn't it? I remember the first time in yeah. Crackdown where we realised that cars didn't slow down for the satellite dishes if we chucked them on the road. And it was just <laughs> they would just drive onto them and fling into the air really high. And it was just we just did that for three hours. Yeah. Uh also uh playing Red Dead Redemption online, playing Kick the Cougar. Have I bored you guys with this before? Well, several, several times. Yeah, can we do it I'm again? Not, I'm not joking. It's we do it no, several I know. times. I mean, fair I know, enough. But we we've spoken so much bollocks. How much? How like you can't keep track of it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, kick the um, cougar yeah. where you would just kick a cougar and run into like they couldn't get in the hut or something. It was for whatever reason the cougar. Like if you tried to shoot it, it would just sprint at you and destroy you. But if you ran at it and tried to kick it, like the AI just didn't work. So you'd, so yeah, basically you'd have these games where like we'd all be in a hut and then we'd run out and you'd have to kick the cougar and then run back into the hut without getting attacked. So <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you got great. any examples? I mean, if I, I I played Midtown Madness on the PC when, when that came out like a million years ago, and I had one of those like force feedback steering wheels. And me and my sister used to just use that just to practice do like parking and all sorts of stuff and like what? swapping around, like, driving <laughs> around town. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I don't know how I, old it was, but it was shit. There yeah. was a game that my brother and I used to play. It might have been Midtown Madness as well, actually, where we would give each other driving lessons and would <laughs> do driving yeah. tests and stuff. Yeah, like, oh, we're, God, we're I'm going to have to ask him basically swap that. And I would say, you know, we pull over that lay-by and then, like, we'll, we'll, we'll basically pretend to be, like, regular traffic and, you know, abide by all the rules and traffic lights. And, yeah, it was great. We used to love doing that. But, uh, but I also loved the game, so it wasn't a game I hated, but that, that was certainly another, another way we played it. All right. Sure, uh, James, the only thing I can think of is is Crackdown and the stuff that we got up to in that because uh, oh, it was yeah. ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was just full of endless ideas where we'd log in one day and then just fuck around and it would be, you know, really late in the night because we just got addicted to yeah, as I say, chucking satellite dishes on the uh, motorway. It's good, <laughs> good times. All right, uh, cool. Yeah, I won't do any more emails. Uh, I'm not even going to give people the email address because we'll do the rest next week, so it's fine. Um, well, I, if you've emailed in, we, we were genuinely saying before we started the show yeah. that we've had some excellent emails this week. Yeah, we yeah, will yeah. get to them next week, I promise. Yeah, totally. Uh, tweets, just do a couple of those. Uh, Adam Way, what is your takeaway of choice? And if any is left, do you eat it hot or cold the next day? Oof. Um, my takeaway of choice, of all takeaways, is pizza go-go. And the next day, I will microwave a little bit of that pizza and eat it again. Yeah, you've got to reheat it. Yeah, I don't get cold pizza, please, people. Please, you got to reheat it. Please, you got to reheat it. Please, um, <laughs> please. Um, no, um, I can, yeah, I don't get cold pizza, people. People say, "Oh, I prefer it cold." Do you know uh, what? Fair enough, mate. If you like it like that, I, I can't do that. The moment that cold, like 
pizza sauce hits the top of my mouth, I want to vomit. <laughs> it's the <coughs> it's the cheese going hard that throws yeah, me off. Yeah, that's no good either. Can't, it's can't just be doing weird. With that. Uh, my takeaway choice is Chinese, absolutely, which is a shame because my wife is not keen. So yeah, that's I'm not like a big a, fan of Chinese. Oh, I much prefer curry. Mate. Much prefer it. Mine's, uh, my, uh, mine's Domino's, if I do it. I must oh, have ordered, mate, like... it's so shit. Domino's is... <laughs> no, but I must have ordered, like, five or six times of Just Eat, and every single time it's been a massive fuck-up, and we've had, like, council it, or they've been, like, two hours. I haven't had one good, like, Just Eat experience. I mean, I've, I've ordered from Deliveroo, that's a little bit different, but there's those are, like, regular, like, you know, food places. See, I'm, I'm too out in the sticks for Deliveroo. Oh, man. Uber, yes. Uber mm. Eats annoys me as well, because every, yeah. whenever we go... Um, uh, to get McDonald's with Harry, you know, like once a month mm-hmm. sort of treat. We go in there, it's just full of people on mopeds. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just, oh, for fuck. And then, and their numbers are different when you order in McDonald's as well. It's like, number 56, yeah, please. Number 2XD136K. <laughs> and then, like, the guy with a fucking helmet walks up. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I don't like this for some reason. Mm. Um, James? Uh, curry and yeah, cold boy. the next day is fine. What, oh, oh, what are you having no. a laugh? No, I'm, just, I'm not joking. I, I I love cold food. I just love what, it. Yeah. What curry? I love cold food. Yeah. Dude, what, what curry are you going for there, James? I like like Dansac is good. Oh, I knew you were yeah. a Dansac boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, or a, I I don't mind a Balti. It's underrated the Balti. Um, but yeah, no, mate, mate Jalfrazy man, that's where it's at. So I am possibly. I'm impossibly shit with anything spicy. Like, literally, if you put pepper on something, my nose will run. Yeah, I suppose if you're that bad, it's bad. But then, like, a balti is not that spicy at all, really. It depends. I mean, sometimes you order a balti in a curry house, and it's like, you're just taking a piss with this. Um, (laughs) So it's like hit and miss. But you not not had a tikka masala, no? Not, not your, not your uh, game. I'm sure I have at some point. Like, I That's can, basically I can, chicken with tomato ketchup on it. Yeah, I mean, I can get through it. I just, yeah, like, like korma's fine by me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I'm not down with a korma. Too much coconut. Yeah, okay, next. Hey, it's great. It's basically dessert. It's basically <laughs> a chicken bounty. No, I know, I'm not down with that. <laughs> right, last one. Uh, Shawnee Boy says, question for Matt. You can only choose one of the following. Either you get verified on Twitter or Phil Spencer wears a TCGS t-shirt at the next right, okay, conference. Matt, before Obviously. you answer, the, yeah, I'm pretty sure this might be the easiest either or. Yeah. <laughs> yeah come on. It's a shame, really. Go on, then. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a t-shirt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Blame it's got to be the yeah. t-shirt. Imagine but then, that. Yeah, like, verified on Twitter. Like, that's a very different question, like, two, three years ago. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It was, when it was I, really I, hard I to get I wanted to get one now. I, yeah. I, I care way less about Twitter these days. So, so we've got yeah. a couple of spare t-shirts. Should just send him one. Should we send him one? <laughs> yeah, from under him, one yeah, to a Reggie, yeah. and and uh, one to Sean Layden. What, what with a note in it saying... Saying, uh... Don't listen to this episode. <laughs> no, we have sent. We have sent. <laughs> Someone's we have sent, it's, you know, We've sent one t-shirt to you, one t-shirt to Reggie, one t-shirt to Tretton. First one to, to, to <laughs> post a picture with you wearing it gets out. We will definitely, definitely back you in the next gen. <laughs> in the console war. <laughs> and by then, think about it. By then, we will literally be the biggest. Uh, gaming media outlet in the world so yeah. you want us on Fact. site yeah, yeah, yeah. no seriously because he's the only one that would actually wear it should we send him one and just say hey we know you like gaming t-shirts here's my po- his t-shirt with my podcast on it we could do <laughs> well, you better we need to find a dress to send it to you know 
what's it called? Kane and Rince are probably be listening yeah, to this right listening now. Going, going, yeah, they're listening. We should cut it. this bit then. Yeah, because yeah, they've got Patreon as well. They'll be able to send it like, they'll FedEx it. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, fucking, <laughs> boy, oh, my, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's it. This week we're done. Yeah. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully, you didn't skip past one of the greatest arguments ever to happen in podcasting, but uh, or one of the worst. I know some. I loved it. I loved yeah, it. Sure. What did you think? Uh, I was, I was just sitting here biting my tongue throughout. <laughs> like <laughs> it was an incredibly <laughs> frustrating experience because yeah. I was interrupting too much. You were quite right to call me out on that. Because I would have just, just kept doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, social media. No, I mean, um, all, all links to our social media is in the show notes. Uh, I guess the only thing to mention is we're, we're doing a live podcast, EGX, on the 22nd of September. Uh, get your tickets now. And we've got a meet after. We're going to meet at the Wellington Real Ale Pub. It's on Bennett's Hill in Birmingham uh, straight, after the, uh, straight after the show. So come down, have a pint. If, or, or, or not, just do what you want do what you want um we will catch you next week thank you so much for living it um remember to vote on who won that argument <laughs> i'm excited to see the results next week uh we'll catch you later goodbye cheers bye-bye Just, you know, just go easy, Mr. T-shirts. It's fine. <laughs>